Oh, actually, speaking of such, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, how's your D&D podcast going? Uh, I, I don't think Michael has put any episodes out yet because of the, like, debacle with the first season where one of our players just, like, lost all of it. <laughs> so we've, like, been trying to, like, get our feet back under us and, like, get a good rhythm going. Oh. But I think the first two episodes are done, um, but I don't think they're out yet. But he's also working, uh, Michael's working with, like, a, some Twitch people doing, like, other stuff. Um, oh, okay. And so, like, I, I think once it, once it's all finally out, like, there's going to be at least a few, like, hundred, if not thousand eyes, like, on the D&D podcast, probably. And so, hopefully some of that trickles down and we can leech off of that success. Yeah, we got podcast. We got to do a little cross promotion. Yeah, you I, know? I will definitely cross promote. Yeah, we got to we got to we got to we got to rock the uh, we got to rock the It's Two Brothers cinematic universe. Yeah, I'm on every episode because most people come in and out, but I'm on every episode of that fucking thing. So <laughs> I'm a main cast member. He's got to like go way out of character. Is this like, oh yes, the tavern? I heard about this tavern from the It's Two Brothers, Brothers. podcast. <laughs> This is you can see what my character looks like because that's my my Discord picture right now. Oh, that's your oh nice. And nice. I, his his name is Gunji Dojima. I named him after the way the samurai. Smith. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> what skill? What concentration? What concentration? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, oh my! You know what? That's. I have been thinking about that game on and off like for years now. Of like. Yeah. Why isn't why has no one ever made another game like that? Like, is there something that exists that's like Way of the Samurai where it's like, yeah, it's just like a okay. Yep. What is it then? It's um, Reckoner or uh, oh shit, it's the it's the fighting game uh, multiplayer PC uh, custom move set. Redeemer? Redeemer? I, I I own it, so let me just see. Red well, I guess, okay, maybe I should clarify. Is there a game that does the, like, two-hour story Oh, oh, sorry, thing? you're not talking about the custom moveset stuff, because Godhand also is like that. Yeah, no. Yeah, because that's what I'm looking, like, I, I feel like, you know, this is, this is another one of these cases of... I got what I asked for, and I realized they didn't actually want it. You know, I was like, yeah, "Wow, Way of the Samurai too." Yeah, I was like, "Wow, Way of the Samurai is so great," but I just wish the campaign was longer. But I was wrong. I don't wish the campaign was longer. That was a stupid thought. <laughs> like the whole reason Way of the Samurai rocks is because it's a two-hour campaign that you could play over and over, and it like it doesn't feel ridiculous to beat the game like three times in a sitting. Because, like, that, it makes sense. And you can see all the different endings and, like, little choices lead to, like, vastly different outcomes. Like, that was amazing. It's like it's like playing a ton of movies, you know? And you get a slightly different movie every time. Like, that, that shit was genius. And I didn't realize how genius it was until they made more. And I was like, uh-uh, I see, they, I see where they fucked it up. They made it longer. And now it's like, I can't. Once you go from even two hours to like four hours, it's like now it's a little bit untenable to like do it too many times. It's like, oh, I got to play for four hours, you know, like that's a long time to play through like a whole campaign. It's just like it was 
I just I've never found another game that was like that where it was just like a really it was like a really branching game that just had a very short concise like story campaign so that you I, could replay. Yeah, I think the the desire with game developers is they want to make longer games to justify higher prices and so like no one is willing to do that. Like no one's willing to really make a movie length game. Uh and like I say that because the the other the the other way of the samurai, the other game that's short with multiple endings, the Stanley Parable. Yes, well, and actually, and the just Stanley like, Parable, and that was yeah. heralded as like a revelation of like, oh my god, this is so artsy and crazy, and like no one's done anything like that since because because it's like it stands almost on its own, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, like it's it goes against what the what the game genre is about almost kind of yeah. Well, and that you know, Stanley Parable is a good example. It's just like I mean, obviously, the Stanley Parable is pretty much i mean it is just a it is just that it's yeah but it yeah it's just that concept like put directly into like a game yeah it's like because i I mean i think as i played through the stanley parable i'm trying to think there is literally i mean there's barely even really platforming there's like a tiny tiny bit of like you need to know yeah yeah there's very little yeah like it's basically a non-game it's just i mean which i enjoyed it by the way but i mean it is not like it's not like Way of the Samurai where it's like it was like a literal game, but it was just short, and therefore that was what made it good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's It doesn't, you know, the, the, the games that like most closely resemble that like branching story structure are the fucking um, David Cage games, right? You know, uh, yeah, Heavy Rain. But they're too long. But, well, yeah, because he's a wanker. Well, yeah, like, yeah. He, he thinks he's some sort of artiste who's yeah. making like cinema in games. <laughs> and so he like wanks himself for like 30 hours when he like his stories are like should be like four hours long honestly i got um i got detroit become human oh, um, no. for no for for free oh because good. Of, that's the because correct of, price because of the playstation like uh you know playstation network um oh, nice. subscription okay, or whatever yeah. so it was one of the free games i was like oh, okay i was like free sounds like the right price for this game so i'll go ahead and pick <laughs> that up and you know what? I, I feel like I paid just about the right price for it. Yeah. Um, it was it was fine. It was one of those games where I was just like, I was like, this is really ham-fisted. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying myself, but in the same way that I enjoy something like the Boondock Saints. I'm like, this is no. not, like, actually good. <laughs> it's just yeah. fun, you know? Like, I'm enjoying this. But, like, it's not, like, this is not... You know, this is not high video game. This is this is this is a little bit in in a way that the Boondock Saints is not. Um, you know, Detroit Become Human was very far up its own ass in a way that made it very funny, um, but also enjoyable. So yes, I I could say I liked it, but I could say I probably would not have liked it as much if I had paid sixty dollars for uh, it. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> and I had played I played Heavy Rain as well, and I enjoyed Heavy Rain to some degree, but again, Heavy Rain was another game where it's like, I mean, like, all of his games, it's like, they're so far up their own ass, it's like, oh man, okay. <laughs> Have you ever played, did you ever play his first one, Indigo Prophecy? No, I know you did. Well, you played part of it. So yeah, that's, I was about to say, the interesting thing is, like, when I played that game uh, back, like, back in the day, uh, the the disc that m- myself and my friend had rented was, like, scratched, and so, like, <laughs> right at the halfway point of the game, the game broke. And it turns out that, like, right after that is where the game goes off the rails and becomes really bad. <laughs> and so just, like, just by happenstance, I've I've only played the best David Cage game and only the best part of the best David Cage game. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Because that game doesn't take itself seriously. So somebody did a serious bro move for you and scratched the disc right at the yeah, right point. They were yeah, just they, like, this is the got end. got that part and they were like, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, stop right here. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is the part to stop. <laughs> and, it, and it literally took me until like three months ago. I finally caught like a, a, a stream of someone playing the back half of that game. Mm-hmm. And it is just like the main character dies and then gets resurrected and then aliens and then secret cult. And then and it's just like, OK, yeah, I'm glad I missed this. <laughs> oh, it sounds fantastic. It's that, that, that kind of like... That that's that's that reminds me a little bit. It's probably not similar, but it reminds me of um that that other. It's like that Twin Peaks game. Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, Deadly Premonition. Yes. Yeah. Like I I in my mind I feel like maybe that half of Indigo uh, Indigo Prophecy is that right? Indigo yep, Prophecy. That's it. I wonder if it, it's kind of like Deadly Premonition, but like not as tongue in cheek and funny. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's not. It, it's someone might have thought they were being serious, but it's so bad that you can't. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. I kind of wish that Deadly Premonition game was like was better because I've heard it's, I've heard that it's shit, but I've also heard that it's just like if you love Twin Peaks, you might be able to ignore its shitness in order to uh, in order to play it because it's like I mean I would love like a Twin Peaks game, but. So, so the part that's so I've I've watched like some gameplay of it. Mm -hmm. It seems like the gameplay part is shit. Yeah, I mean I've watched the game grumps play it. Oh, okay, yeah, you've you've seen the same thing. Yeah, yeah, I I mean, yeah. If 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 ever the thing that you you have said is oh, it's the game grumps, I've probably watched it. Yeah, (laughs) since I do still watch them. Hi, Aaron and Dan. Yeah, you wish. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, can we can we get can we get a plug on Game Grumps? That yeah, would uh, get a Game Grumps plug. Yeah, come on, that would that would really help us. It's like, yeah, come would. on, Game Grumps, we did our plug of you. It's quid, quid yeah. pro quo. All right, yeah. turn it around. <laughs> None of our listeners will come over to the Game Grumps. Yeah, I, somehow I feel like that's not going to quite work. Consider, I, considering I think I know personally most of our listeners. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get that. I think that that's that's very accurate. You know, that's uh, it's at, at this point. Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, I'll see you guys up? next week. Probably. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. one day I'll be able to cross the border and see some of you again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fantastic! So uh, the one thing I did definitely want to talk about for sure um, is uh, the Elden Ring trailer oh shoot yeah that's right yeah that did drop yeah into good details i uh so i i did by the way watch the what's the thing that you suggested that i watched uh, uh hawk what's the, uh what's Sparrow, the guy's name hawk something what's the guy is that is that right what what did i recommend you Wait. you you recommended i watch some guy's video on it did i say vati video yeah body video okay yeah yeah i'm body thinking video. of a even deeper souls lore guy but don't worry about that hawk moth i think is his name but don't okay. worry okay body video yeah so i watched i actually i think he had two and i watched both um oh did he have a second one i haven't seen a second one though. yeah he had a second one where he's like an even deeper look into and it's like oh yeah there are hundreds of secrets in the elden ring yeah well because it's like um he he based the second one off of the interviews with miyazaki and george R. R. martin nice yeah hell yeah i haven't but, seen that one so i mean i guess what was what was your impression of the trailer like like when you first watched it what were you like what was your immediate thoughts afterwards i mean i mean you know what kind of souls player i was i was just very happy i saw summoning i was just <laughs> like as soon as i saw summons i was like yes okay good there's gonna be pvp I can murder people online. I don't really care what the rest of the game is now. Fair enough. So, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, like you know, 
it looked like a Souls game. That's what, that, that was mostly what I thought. It's like, yep, that looks like a Souls game. Thank God it's not going to be like Sekiro or something. Well, okay, so that, that is interesting. I mean, I did I did notice a little bit of like Sekiro in this in the sense of like there was um you know like stealth and stuff like that and jumping, but like yeah, the, the stealth did look pretty good. I, I'm glad that they've actually like added made that. it a mechanic instead of just like pretending it's a mechanic. <laughs> but they, that's yeah. what they've been doing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, you could stealth, sort of. Yeah, sure. You, I think that's maybe possible, technically. Yeah, if you use a a, a bow and arrow and stand from like a million feet away and just yeah, like if you pick everybody off the games like AI. Yes, you can yes, stealth if, if you don't aggro. But yeah, I mean, like my my first imp- like I guess here was the thing, right? Is I guess I was equal parts like excited and disappointed by the trailer, and mm-hmm. the the reason why is because it's like when when they when they sold this this whole thing was just like they're like okay we're done with Dark Souls we're not doing Dark Souls anymore Elden Ring is going to be this completely different thing and it's going to be wild and it's like okay and I was like cool I'm ready for it I'm ready for a new like universe and then like the trailer dropped I was like oh okay so it's just Dark Souls but you're a tarnished instead of a instead of a, a enkindled I mean, aura and and like. And so I was like, okay, fine. So it's Dark Souls 4, like, but I just wish that you you just said that ahead of time so I could set my expectations. Because it's like, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with it being Dark Souls 4. I wanted a Dark Souls 4, but I just thought that I wasn't getting that. You know, I yeah. thought we were going to do something else. Marketing is evil. Yeah. So I, I will say, though, you should have known better. I mean... Because we've been playing from software games for multiple decades at this point. Like, yeah. we were playing from software before they were the Souls people. So we should know what their fucking deal is. That's, no, I know, but I mean, they like make they, the same game. But they made Sekiro, and like Sekiro, like I mean, it is a departure. You know, it's not a total departure, but it's enough. I mean, I haven't played it, so like I, I you know, I, I so need to one look. of my one of my one of my roommates is playing Sekiro right now, and I'm so I'm hearing a lot about it, mm-hmm. and like, and I've watched a lot of Sekiro, and it's like essentially Sekiro just like. You know, this is this is a simplification, but it's faster Dark Souls. Like they've they've once again been like, what if we made it? What if we made it? E-? Miyazaki is a one trick pony, I guess is what I'm trying to say, and he only knows how to make things faster. He's like, ah, oh, yes. What if we made Bloodborne, but we made it even faster, and we stole the like uh, grappling hook mechanic from uh, Tenchu? I think it was Tenchu. <laughs> and it's like, okay, like I don't, I don't. That's not a bad way to do game design. I'm not saying it's wrong. But it's, like, it is the exact same thing that he's done. And so I, I am kind of happy that, like, Elden Ring doesn't look like you're a speed demon, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, um, it looks more dynamic, for sure. And from my understanding, it's going to be, um, it's going to be more, like, th- there's going to be more movement than, like, than the other games. Like, the stamina bar is going to have, it's going to be more of, like, a Bloodborne-style stamina bar in that, yeah. like, yeah, he doesn't know how to fucking slow down. Someone needs to get a fucking speed limit on Miyazaki. Well, I mean, yeah, right. It's like it's like uh, it's like four answer, right? It's like well, no, that's mechs, exactly but, what I mean. Yeah, mechs but faster. Because <laughs> you understand that's when Miyazaki took over as those games, right? Oh, really? Okay, I, did, I actually didn't realize yeah. that. So that's why I say what I say is like because I know what he's done when he's taken over series, and it's he just is like, yes, this is a good idea, but faster. You what know if what? We though? made everything faster and it's like it's not for armored core it was a good change yeah i mean he made it work it, it changed it was the good game. it was better yeah because it, it really like i feel like like four answer and like you know armored core four and four answer mm-hmm. um they really did they did something to differentiate it from mech warrior you know because it's like before that like armored core yeah. was just mm-hmm. like a different version of mech warrior where you i think as you had more customization options because mech warrior yeah, and it was still it was more movement even then okay fair enough and so, like, yeah, I mean, adding, like, just adding more speed just made it, it made it feel 
like just like this insane like oh my god like you you, you know like, like you have this yeah, giant it feel like robot. Gundams. yeah yeah <laughs> kind of yeah you know i mean yes i i i think he he made the right choice speeding up armored core i just i don't know if like i want faster souls games because you've never played bloodborne have you no and like to be honest bloodborne's really it's like dark souls 3 is too fast for me <laughs> And Bloodborne is is fa- well. Here's the thing, though. This is this is, and I I think I've said this before, so I apologize to everybody for saying it again, but I'm I'm gonna say it again. Is that I think the problem with Dark Souls three is that he tried to put in Bloodborne style bosses without Bloodborne style movement because the bosses in it, a lot of the bosses in Dark Souls three have that like frenetic, yes. like jumping all over the place movement. You know, yeah, I'm thinking I hate of like. It. Yeah, things like the dancer or like the the fucking dog Consumed at the beginning. King. Of, yeah, it's like they they have like this like wild movement, which which worked really well in Bloodborne because you could match it. Like you had the speed to 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 like have that really dynamic like flowing boss fight. But like it just doesn't really work in Dark Souls three. Um, and like, but I I also found though that. I, I found Bloodborne way more trivial than Dark Souls 3 because you had that ability and I was already utilizing a play style of like, you know, rolling and dodging, yeah. which is what you have to do in Bloodborne. I mean, add, add counterattacking in Bloodborne, which is something that you don't necessarily have to do, but like it helps in some certain situations a lot if you counterattack. Um, and that was really the only major skill that I had to learn is like using the gun to counterattack. Um, at the right time, and once like I had that down for the places where it was required, like I I breezed through Bloodborne. Like uh, other than the Chalice dungeons, I didn't I didn't finish the Chalice dungeons, and I recognize that that's the actual quote unquote hard part of Bloodborne. So you know nobody roasts me for saying that I'm a Bloodborne expert. I know I'm not. I I know that the Chalice dungeons. I mean, you've are beaten the, real... the Orphan of Kos and stuff, or Orphan of Kos. Yeah, I, I beat the Orphan of Kos. Yeah, like that's that's enough. Yeah, I beat I beat the Orphan in like three tries with no summons. Like that's. Okay, well, you don't need to brag. I mean, God. <laughs> I mean that, but that's like, like, because but that's the thing, though. It's like for me, the orphan wasn't as hard as the dragon at the end of Dark Souls Three because the 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 orphan for me was just like a, a version of mastery of the thing I was already doing, whereas the dragon in Dark Souls Three is a departure from what I was doing entirely. Like, Yeah, you're talking about the dragon where you have to run around a level, I assume. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the dragon in the end of the DLC in Dark Souls 3. Oh, um, Madeir? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the really fucking hard boss. Yes. Yeah. Because that I, boss, like, it, 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 all of the instincts that you build up during Dark Souls 3... It it fights those. It makes you. It makes those things not like standing under the legs is not really. You could do it, and that's how I beat it. But it's not the most viable strategy, and it's it's the harder way to do it. But I just couldn't break out of my Dark Souls three shell to actually attack him head on, like almost Bloodborne style. Like I just couldn't do it. Like I couldn't make myself do it. Whereas like the orphan, you have to basically play the orphan like Dark Souls three style, which is wait. Find an opening, hit him a couple times, wait. And as long as you're patient, the orphan's not really that hard. He's just, you gotta really, like, you just gotta accept it's like, this is gonna be a 20-minute fight. Like, you're gonna have to do this for a long time. You know, you're gonna have to hit him a little tiny bit at a time, over time, and you'll win. But you, like, because, like, like, it's it's hard, like, it's not, his, his attacks aren't that easy, like, aren't that good at hitting you if you just are patient 
and wait for an opening. That's really all it takes. So yeah, basically, Dark Souls 3, end boss, like the, 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 the dragon just like totally blew my mind in terms of like, in terms of difficulty because it just went against everything that like I knew about Dark Souls. Whereas Bloodborne, it was just like, oh, I'm just playing Dark Souls now. <laughs> I guess you fought it solo too, right? Well, I mean, remember we, we did it with Alex, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that wasn't so bad. I remember that. Being... Yeah, except for you both died very early into the into the version where I actually won. Because I, okay. I think I think that we fought the dragon. I think like between I mean between the three of us, I think we fought it almost over a hundred times. And just by myself, I think that it took like twenty five runs or something just for me to beat it. It was exhausting. Mm. <laughs> it yeah. was like. Because like like and yeah, when you guys died, I was like, well, fuck. All right, I guess I'm just gonna. and I, I basically just I just had to be extremely, extremely, extremely patient because I wasn't doing it the intended way of getting up in the dragon's face and hitting it like face hits every yeah. time. So I basically had to like hit it in the legs once, run away. Hit it in the legs once, run away. And it was like, yeah, I mean, it was like a long ass fucking fight. <laughs> well, hopefully with Elden Ring's horse bosses, that won't be so difficult. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to the, and I'm also looking forward to the, uh, not only the advanced movement that the horse and the jumping is going to bring, but the, it sounds like you're going to be able to put weapon arts on basically any weapon yes yeah I'm, I'm excited for that yeah to make them actually viable because it's like you know it's like oh this weapon has a weapon art but it sucks but this is also the best weapon in the game so i guess i'm not using weapon arts <laughs> yeah well yeah i mean yeah so now it's like oh this weapon is the best weapon in the game and that's the best weapon art put them together it's chocolate and peanut butter it's delicious <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be good pvp variety that's what i'm excited for yeah you 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 are going to absolutely uh, yeah, I'm gonna be running around with a gank squad of other invaders, killing people in the field. That's well, what I'm. That's what I want to do. And it also sounds like you can um, you can summon enemies too. I wonder if you could summon enemies in PvP because that would be hilarious. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm. Well, I'm, I'm. I'm sure it's a like a host thing though. I'm. I'm. I doubt as an invader they'll let me do that. Oh yeah. Okay. So the host could could summon another dude and then also an enemy and then you. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. Miyazaki does not like the fact that people PvP at his game essentially for some reason <laughs> even so, though he no, no, builds no. the mechanic in <laughs> we must punish the person invading and it's like yeah, but what we we're just doing what the game is allowing us to do why do you have to punish us so much <laughs> he knows he knows we're twinks though he knows we're just gonna fuck shit up so it's yeah. it's it's the correct decision ultimately I yeah why, really why for it why give you the tools since he knows you're going to find the tools on your yeah, own we anyway. are gonna find the tools yeah We'll break the game if need be. Absolutely, but yeah. So I mean, I'm pu I'm pumped for it. But I I yeah. was I was surprised by how how not different it was than than Dark Souls. But you know, I haven't played it yet, so I I don't know from a game. No, no, it's gonna be Dark Souls. Okay, because it's like story wise, it seems like it's it's literally dark. It's like it, I mean, it looks like Dark Souls. It, it like, looks like Dark Souls. <laughs> it looks like Dark Souls. It feels like Dark Souls. Like you know, excellent. He was done with the Souls universe, I guess. That's fine. So he just made the Souls universe, but slightly different. <laughs> yeah, with Norse influences. Yes. Instead of like Greco-Roman, I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, I I see you've been playing Elite Dangerous. Yes. So and honestly, like I think there's a. I've had a topic written down for a while that maybe eventually we'll get to. Um, but, like, so I have been playing Elite Dangerous. I've been playing Elite Dangerous mostly in VR, which is a whole other can of worms, oh, by the cool. way. Oh, um, cool. Because I, I have some very strong feelings about, like, how, people that don't like that game, you know, if you own a VR headset, uh, you might try it there because it it it... it 
by doing literally nothing to change the gameplay, just having a VR headset makes it such a drastic change. You know, the idea of being inside of a ship versus just seeing a little tiny portion of a ship on a screen, it's a different experience. It really just genuinely is, especially when you're, like, flying around and dogfighting. Like, being able to, like, literally Mm. look up and see the dude, like, fly past you and, like, be able to follow him with your eyes... You know, instead of having to follow him with your mouse, like it's it, it's something else, man. Like it's a real different game. But putting that aside for just one second, the, there's a topic that I, I, I'm I'm interested to see if you have any thoughts on this, and if maybe we want to save it for another podcast because I do actually have something for this. Is is games where there is quote unquote nothing to do. So I've heard that criticism levied at like a a lot of games and usually those games are ones that I've played for like a hundred hours plus <laughs> and I have even also levied that claim against games that I've played for like a hundred hours plus so like I'm I'm as guilty of it as anybody but it's like one of those things of just like of an expectation of I guess something like just like a very strange expectation of of games that are are supposed to be lengthy of like oh wow it's like I only got you know I only got sixty hours out of this game there was nothing to do with it you know so I don't know if you have any like have any thoughts on that or if that's something that you th- you think is like worth talking about at a later date I guess I don't um, I don't really know of a lot of games where that criticism is levied against them I'm sure I could find some. Mm-hmm. But off the top of my head, I will say this, though, is like there are certainly games that like are really complex and are like they ask you to learn them. Mm-hmm. And then once you've learned them, it's like, oh, that was all there was to do was learn the game. But mm-hmm. then there's no way to like apply that knowledge to changing something in the game. Yeah. And I, I will I will say that I think that the criticism of Elite Dangerous largely comes down to the fact that it's just a repetitive loop, right? It's like, what are your options? Is you can go mine for resources, you can do combat, you can do transport missions, and then, you know, like, you can upgrade your ship to do those things better. And that's the whole gameplay loop. And I understand how somebody could look at that and say, okay, well, there's nothing to do because it's like there's there's no main quests, you know, there's no real drive to continue doing the thing other than just like um other than just upgrading. I mean, it's the same it's the same gameplay loop problem that something like Diablo has. Like I think that Diablo three, Diablo three has has been that people have complained in the same way, there's nothing to do. And, you know, it's like I understand some I understand where people are coming up with that criticism because it's the idea of like there's just this repetitive loop and that's the whole game but it's like that's the whole game that is the whole game like that's the thing to do like there's 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 an entire galaxy in elite dangerous to explore like you know and it's all the same shit and you're doing the same stuff at every place but like i think i think the people that don't enjoy it might also be playing just on a screen instead of in vr because i there is some there is if you care about immersion and you enjoy immersion, there is a huge difference between playing in a VR headset in Elite and playing on a screen. Because I have played on a screen from time to time, especially when it involves, you know, like, using the car to, like, mine resources. Because, holy fuck, man, I, like, feel like I'm going to barf instantly. <laughs> when I have yes, to I, I, uh, <laughs> I got Star Wars Squadrons a while back, which is also a VR space game. Uh-huh. 
And so like, I can attest to like playing those, playing a space game in VR just feels crazy. Because uh, in that game, it's like, you know, you're either a, an X-Wing or a TIE fighter. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, being in VR in an X-Wing feels like you're driving a Cadillac around, right? Because you have this huge front and your cockpit's all the way in the back. Yeah. But with the TIE fighter, it's you're literally like pressing your face against the windscreen. Yeah. And it feels like you're like driving a rocket. Like, holy shit oh my god oh my god oh no oh god ah! the whole time yeah, yeah I, I, it definitely adds i mean vr is great vr really immersion is, yeah like if you want immersion i mean there is no better thing and like there, there is there is something lost in the sense of scale when you look at a screen you know like yes. oh 100 percent. like one of my ships right like is like this really fan it's the um it's the imperial clipper um and it's like it's this really fancy fucking like ship it's like it's white and like it's just like it's got like fucking like under lighting like in the in like the like the, the dashboard of the ship you know and like in on a screen you see this tiny little slice of it and it looks like shit and then you put on the vr headset and you see that like like it's got like quilted like it's got like quilted inlay padding on the side of it like a fucking bugatti you know and like it's huge on the inside like it's this giant like star trek style like command center in the, in the center of it like it, like in your actual like on the bridge of the ship and like you just you have no sense of scale like every ship looks the same when you're playing it on a screen whereas like you get in a sidewinder which is this tiny little wedge of a ship and you're like it feels like flying a fucking probably like flying like a fucking like A-wing in uh um in Star Wars if like if they ever had those um in VR but it's like you know it's like cramped and it's tiny um whereas like you know these huge like I bought this one ship called an Anaconda which like it looks and feels like a fucking battleship like it it like it extends out for like huge amount of space in front of you I think somebody um somebody on Reddit did the calculation apparently like while it's turning the the outer portions of it like just in regular turning would experience 10 G's because of how far they are away from the center of mass of the like of like the turning radius like yeah, it's a nice looking ship I'm I'm looking at a picture of it it's a it's a, it's a sweet fucking ship and so like and just like all of that is just completely lost the other thing that's amazing too is like the way that all the menus are layered like when you look at it in when you look at it on a screen, it's just menus on top of menus, and like it, it's it it looks nice, but like you don't get any sense of like how these things exist in space. Whereas when you sit in it in VR, it's like I mean you know they're they're holographic projections, and like the holographic projections layer behind each other, so it's like you can like. If you have, like, the the main, like, uh, station screen up and you have, like, you know, so the stuff behind it, it's, like, it's translucent or, yeah, no, tr translucent, transparent, whatever yeah. the one is. And so you could, like, transparent. you could see how, like, the things are layered and it's, like, I mean, it's a sense of actual 3D space and it's, it's, I mean, I, I, I for anybody that's listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that I have gushed about VR since literally day one. Um, but, like, this was the game that, for me, was like this is this is one of the best VR experiences. Like if you want to experience, like if you don't want to like pick up controllers and like waggle them around and like stand up, and you just want to sit down, put on a VR headset, and have an amazing experience. Elite Dangerous is the game. It's the best fucking game for that because it's so. It's just like everything about being inside of the cockpit of a ship is just so perfect for VR. Like having a sense of scale changes everything and having a sense of like the 3d space inside of the ship 
it just changes everything. So that's my that's my spiel on Elite Dangerous. Well, yeah, and also, you know, not on the VR side, but on, like, the gameplay side, just, like, in regards to, you know, not having anything to do, is there, like, is there no, like, player faction war or, like... Not really. I mean, and the thing is, like, you could completely avoid any kind of player combat by just staying out of the open play, which is pretty much what I always do. I always, like, I mean, like, me and, like, you know, me and, like, Tim and shit, like, we just play on, like, like a private server, essentially, you know? So it's, like, every everything else is, is computer. I mean, like, you know, you go, there are factions and you can shoot at shit, you know, and that's a lot of the game. But it is. I mean, it's just it's just a grind game. That's all it is. It's just a grind game. And I accept that. But you could that. theoretically, like, take over the galaxy or something. Not really. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, then, yeah, I'm, it sounds like they need they need some goals. Yeah, I mean, like there's you know there's aliens to fight you know but like in ter- and like there is like there is some degree of like factions fighting each other because there's the Federation the uh the Federation the Empire and like the Independents and they like they do vie for power and I think the things that you do in each system affect that but like in the same way that like Planet Side Two does it where it's like it's you're never gonna like push somebody completely out of anything you know it's like it's just like another little like it's it just changes the nature of some of the systems like sometimes a system will be in a famine state or sometimes it'll be in like a boom economy state you know yeah so it's it's not like it's not these major shifts or anything it's not gonna like i i, I basically i i play i played the game for like 120 hours and i've never noticed so like yeah wow okay yeah it's interesting you bring up planet side two though because i've been playing foxhole recently I was about to ask about Foxhole. So what is yeah. Foxhole? It's it's it is very much like Planet Side Two in a way, um, but it's a like it's a persistent, massively multiplayer like war game, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but it's World War Two. Uh, it's top down instead of like first person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big like you know the twist is that everything is player generated. So okay. like when you pick up a gun and you fire bullets out of that gun, someone had to make that gun and those bullets. What? And, like, the trench you're in was dug by another player, and the bunker you're, like, getting supplies from was, like, built by another player, and the supplies in it were trucked from somewhere else by another player, and those supplies were built by another player. What? Um, and, like, the the game is such that, like, it's essentially a season-based where, like, every new every season is a new war, and both sides start with half the map, and whichever side pushes the opposing army off of the map completely wins. And so, like, it's actually, like, the wars finish and, like, you know, there's a back and forth. Um, and it's really good. That's, dude, that's it's insane. Like, that's insane. It might be, like, you know, because I've, I've always been enamored with the planet side idea of a, of a multiplayer game where it's, like, oh, yeah, persistent, like, faction war between two sides. But they never pulled it off right. Well, yeah, because you could never really win. <laughs> yeah. And, like, because you always had, like, it's, like, you could pull out literally infinite tanks, right? Well, yeah, like, and, and like and the, I think the first, if I remember Plant Side correctly, because I played a, a fair bit of Plant Side, I feel like yeah, I know you, you could, did, yeah. You could all you could do was push them back to their home base. Like that was just, you could never push them further than their home base. You could never push them off of a planet or a server or whatever. Like that was that was as far as it could go. You could take over all of their space except for their their home. I yeah, think. and the way the way Planet Side Two works is that there's like there's three different maps. Yes. And, like, once you take a certain amount of territory on one map, it becomes locked, and you have to go fight on another map. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, which is even, like, even less satisfying. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so Foxhole's not, like, I've been literally, all I do is I log in and I go to the same place every day, just like the same area, and I just fight on the front line all day. It's, <laughs> it's glorious. That sounds incredible. Like, I mean, like, that, that, that sounds like one of those games that, like, I've, like, dreamed of, you know, yeah. of, like, oh, what if, like, you just, like, and they just did it. They just yeah, did they it. they did it. It's there. <laughs> and it's, it's great, because it's, like, sometimes you'll, like, you'll be under artillery fire, like, dressed, like, you know, frantically repairing your base, just, like, and, you know, in planet side, that would be a waste of time, right? Because the artillery is never going to stop and there's no point. But yeah. in Foxhole, they only have so many artillery shells. Oh, like, shit, they, yeah. They, they'll run out of artillery shells. And, like, that's happened before where it's like we get to 30% and it's like, it's like boom, 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 boom for like five minutes. And then it stops. And it's like, hell yeah, we fucking rode out the artillery barrage. Yeah. <laughs> Let's push back. Like, they're out of shells. Yeah. Because, like, that's the thing, too, in Planet... And I'm assuming this is not the case in this game, but, like, as in Planet Side, like, you had, like, a... Like, you couldn't capture things that were already inside of the enemy's territory. Like, you had to push from a front line. Like, I don't know if there's any way to... No, like, yeah, you can... No, you can partisan. Partisans are a big part. You can just... You can just ride right past the front line and take a back base, no problem. Yeah, see, that's what I... Like, that's what I hated about Planet Side is, like, like that... It takes away a huge amount of, like, what I would consider the strategy of, like, okay, they've manned up, you know, their oh, frontline yeah, no. bases, but, like, can't I just sneak in and take a base, like, you know, like, deep inside their territory that's completely abandoned? Like, Yeah, so we've been holding on a bridge for the whole week, and it's just, like, to the north of us and to the east of us, the roads have been, like, taken over. And so we just, like, we have this tiny little sliver of supplies, and it's like we've been flanked completely. <laughs> but it's also crazy because, like, we also have this island on the west mm-hmm. called the Conclave, and it's, like, it's been cut off completely from ter- from our territory, like, four times. But they've never been able to actually take the island, and so we always manage to push back out afterward. And so it's just like, it's just been this like, just cut off stronghold for us this whole game. It's amazing. And I imagine that disrupts like supply routes and stuff like that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, one of the big things is like, I mean, there's been times where we've run out of ammo at a base and it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, whoa, okay, I guess we're fucked. Like, okay, I'm retreat. I might have to actually seriously consider picking up this game because that actually sounds amazing. Yeah, it's really good. I uh, like, and I'm and I'm. So when you first start, like, right, you're just like, okay, I'm gonna grab a gun, and I'm gonna run to the front line, and I'm gonna shoot people, right? And it's yeah. like you learn very quickly that like, okay, that's that's a waste of resources. I'm not doing anything. Uh, and then you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna do some base building, or I'm gonna like do logistics, or like you know do some medic action or something, right? And then you do that for a while, and then you go like, wait a second. I might be doing all this useful stuff, but there's still, like, 20 noobs just, like, running into, like, emplaced machine gun positions. <laughs> and then you realize that you do need to be on the front line, and you need to be on the front line to stop people. Just like, no, 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 stop. Stop going over the bridge. There's a machine gun over there. They're going to kill you. Like, let's wait for, like, 30 people to group up, and then we push. Oh, that's fantastic. It's so good. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, cool. Oh, it's not like and it's not like a free-to-play game or something like that. That's nice. No, no, no. Yeah, and there's no, yeah, there's no, like, shitty microtransactions or anything. It's a game. That's fantastic. And it's cheap. Holy shit. It's, yeah, like- it's cheap. It's so good. It's Well, it's an early access still, technically. But it's not, it's a full game. Like, if they never updated it ever again, I would still say it's a full game. Okay. And I, they are updating it actively. I, I need to seriously consider uh, picking this up because this looks fucking great. Yeah. The the best thing I've done so far is I found, uh, like, bushes give you invisibility if you're not moving. And so you can just, like, you can run up to a bush and just, like, sit in there. And as long as you don't move, no one is going to know you're there. And so you can, like, let the enemy kind of pass over you in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And so I just sat next to a bridge that I knew tanks would be going over with a bunch of, like, phosphorus grenades. <laughs> and just, like, as they come over, I just tossed phosphorus grenades. And I killed, like, three tanks doing that. Nice. Which in this game is, like, that was, like, six hours of work for someone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, yeah. that sounds horribly unbalanced, but I, I have a feeling that they probably are going to have to patch that at some point. No, no, it's, it's, it's about, it's like, it's positioning. It's purely just, like, that tank was doing something stupid. Yeah, like, but I feel I feel like there's 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 got to be some type of like way to detect people in bushes. You well, know? yeah, I mean, uh, you can like be in the same bush, or you can. No one seems to really use it that often, honestly. Like I don't know. <laughs> I, I wonder. Like I wonder if there like later there will be some type of like tracking or like you know like search mechanic or something. The game, to, like... I will say this: the game is very um, like it's hardcore about uh, fog of war. Okay. Like like literally like if you if you see somebody right in the distance and then you crouch down behind a sandbag and break line of sight you can't see that person anymore which makes sense you know like, like it's it's like it's literally what your character is seeing and and like you don't get any like saved information about anything well yeah because otherwise it would be kind of bullshit like you'd be able exactly, to just yeah. yeah no that makes sense it's like like binoculars are really important because they let you see farther like <laughs> yeah but I, i've been loving it i highly recommend anyone who's listening you know pick up some foxhole God, it is amazing that sounds really good dude like i i, I like i said I, I i am seriously no considering picking that up because that sounds yeah. that that just like that's such an interesting concept you know that yeah that's doing the planet side two thing in just like the way that it should have been done the whole time <laughs> yeah just like now you can't throw endless amounts of tanks at a, at a problem like you have to actually you either plan or you lose is essentially how it works i like that i like that a lot um so the other thing that i've been spending a lot of time on um is i finished dune like oh the series yeah nice yeah so you know not much not not too much to say since i know you haven't read the books yet but uh that's been a tremendous albatross for me <laughs> It's yeah. finishing those books. So I had the last two books to finish, and, like, over the past, like, I think past, like, three weeks, I just sat down, and I'm like, I'm reading both of these books back to back. I'm just going to finish them, and they'll be done. So, you know, 12, 12, 1,200 pages of, <laughs> of reading. Yeah. But I knocked it out. I got it done. It's done. I enjoyed it. At some point, if you ever read Dune, we should absolutely talk about it. But, uh, yeah, so yeah, fantastic definitely. fucking books. The Worm King has been deposed. Yeah, but what happens after that, Stephen? That's what you got to find out. Oh, there's, out. is there more after that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's only the fourth book. There's there's two oh, other okay. books after that. And there was the actually supposed book. to be one more book after after that, but then Frank Herbert passed away, and that mm. was it. Yes, so, as all great fantasy authors do. And then no one wrote any more books. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was, there was no one else that picked up the series afterwards and wrote, like, 20 more books. That didn't happen. That wasn't the thing that happened. <laughs> oh, oh! So it was definitely a thing that happened. I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's too bad they never wrote any more books, and the story will just finish there, you know. But uh, I guess at least they didn't ruin it. <clears throat> yeah, Brian Herbert. Uh, uh, Brian Herbert. <laughs> I, 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 I've, 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 I've read the wiki for those books, and I think that's enough for me. I don't have any interest. Yeah, that's, in reading yeah, them. that's good. <laughs> so you thought it was good all the way through, then. I I thought that there was ups and downs, but I thought the overall quality was was good. I think that all of the books are worth reading. I think some are less worth reading. Here's the thing I will say. I think that you should read all the books, but 
I also think that you could stop after two and you could stop after four. I think those are the only two logical stopping places. Like if all you care about is Paul, you can stop at two. If all you care about is Paul's son, you can stop at four. If you really want to see everything, you could go all the way to six. And I went all the way to six and I enjoyed it all the way through. But it, know that it doesn't, It I feel like it ended satisfying enough but I know not everyone feels that way. It, it mm. People say that it ends on a cliffhanger, and that's not true. It ends open-ended, but it doesn't end on a cliffhanger. I will just say that. I, 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 I'm struggling to see how that's possible, but I'll take your word for it. Like, like it's, I, I, I regard a cliffhanger as like, okay, like, something is just about to happen, and we're not going to see that thing. That's a cliffhanger. You know, like, like main character sure. walks yeah, into okay. a room. Like, no, like I main, see what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. main character walks into a room, somebody points a gun at him, book ends. It's not that. It's, yeah. you know, it's like, a thing happens, and there's lots of things that could happen from there, but it's like, I felt that way at the end of several of the books, and I still would have been satisfied at the end. It's like, life goes so what on. You're, what you're saying is that the, the Dune universe does not explode after the sixth book. Yeah, it's like, or is not imminently about to explode. It's like, yeah. at at the end of it, it's like all sorts of things could happen, and we don't. And honestly, I would be surprised if he was able to wrangle no, yeah, it into one yeah. more book. So yeah, that's like, fine. That's yeah. that's a very reasonable place to stop. I actually I read the book of the new sun as I, we seem to read books at at the same time. <laughs> funnily enough, well, I also just finished reading a bunch of books. That's going to change very quickly because I have no large book series I want to tackle after tackling Dune because it took me like four years to finish the Dune series. Oh my god! I I yeah. I, I guess I wow. take breaks. You know, like yeah, I read a book and then I take like a six to seven month break before I read the next book. You know, I'm not like one of those sit down, read book after book after book because I got anime to watch, Steven. I can't, I can't be reading books. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Anime, though. I, I, I'm i very glad you brought that up because I did want to ask what anime you've been watching. Nothing because I've been reading Dune. <laughs> oh, OK. The only thing that really? I we just finished. Uh, we just so OK. Last time we talked, right? Um, yes. I had just finished uh, Accelerator. Right, then I read right, Dune. Right. Yep. Oh no, sorry, no, no, that's that's right, that's not true. Last time we talked, I had we had I had just started Magic Index. We finished that and we finished Accelerator. Um then I've never seen Accelerator. It, it's it, there's only one season. It's it's good. You know, they're not gonna make another season. So like yeah. it's fine. You don't it's not required reading or anything. Yeah, yeah. I it's feel just like kind I got of like character. It's just like a side fuck off kind of thing. And like I enjoyed it, but that's all it is. But um then I took a break and played Elite Dangerous and Red Dune, two books. And then we just finished Fruits Basket, um, the final season. Okay, yeah. Which, by the way, if you have not watched Fruits Basket, Fruits Basket is excellent. Yeah, I'm um, sure, yeah. I've just, I've had, I, I, it was recommended to me too much by, like, anime girls in high school. It's hard for me to take, it's no, like, no, 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 it's not a, it's not, it's not a, like a, it's not like a shoujo harem anime. I mean, like, it. It starts out like that, but it's really not. It's like it's it's got supernatural elements and it's 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 fucking it's crazy up your alley. You would actually love Fruits Basket. So take okay. it from somebody who is like, oh, is it just gonna be like a like I'm like, I'm fine yeah, with it did, being yeah. that. You know, I gotta yeah, I gotta I throw Lord a like I gotta throw Lord a bone once in a while and like be like, okay, we're gonna watch this because it's like <laughs> we can't only watch anime that I want to watch. Yeah. So it's like, okay, yeah, I'll throw you a shoujo harem anime for sure. And then I, then it turned out great. So I was like, okay, fucking awesome. Um, that's, that's an amazing anime. But then, um, and then we just started... Uh, but then the Fire Nation attacked. And then the Fire Nation attacked. And then I just started A Place Further Than the Universe. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. Yeah, which I've heard is great. And so far it's great. I mean, we're on episode 10 and it's great. So 
that's that's what's uh, that's what's happening. That's the one where they go to Alaska or whatever, Antarctica. But yes, right. Yes, sorry. Yeah, I knew it was. I knew it was a cold place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you had the first letter, right? Yeah. You're filing. Oh, one more thing. One more thing before before we get into our actual music podcast that we're yes. supposed to do. One more thing. One more tiny thing. It was prey. It what wasn't was prey. It, it wasn't control. It was prey. That was the oh, it, that was the game I was thinking of last pod. It's fresh in my mind because I just finished editing the podcast a week ago. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't but remember anything. Yeah, we were talking about spoopy games, and I was talking about the game that I finished recently that I forced myself to get through, even though it was like scary. Prey. Yeah. Oh, that was prey. Prey was the game. It wasn't control. Yeah. It was prey. Prey okay, was fucking scary. Sense. Prey was fucking yes, scary. Yeah. Prey's great. I love I, Prey. I, I found it. I guess I found it somehow less scary than um, than Bioshock because I was able to finish it. Probably because mm. Bioshock has like people that are like yeah. horribly disfigured and terrifying, whereas Prey, like the spoopy thing, is just the mimics. Which yeah, and Prey really gives you the tools to like fuck with your world. Yeah. So Prey was like it was it was. Just not scary enough that I was able to get through it. Like I was able to mitigate the scariness enough to like get like you because you can you can mitigate most of the jump scares literally just by being really, really yeah, hitting really, everything with your wrench. Yeah, hitting everything with your wrench and just being yeah. really serious about like finding mimics. So yeah, so that was okay. I managed to get through prey, but yeah, Bioshock was a no because you can't avoid the jump scares. They're just yeah. there. No, they're they're in on purpose jump scares. Yes, <laughs> rather than gameplay jump scares. Yeah. All right. Holy shit. We are almost an hour and it's, we haven't yeah. started the main topic, but nope. that's great. We had tons to talk about. So oh, let's, uh, let's, let's jump into yeah. it, man. Fucking albums. Let's go. Yes, let's go. All right. Uh, so I, I propose, we, 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 previously we have done these as one of mine, one of yours. In this yeah, case- do in both, this case, yeah. Yeah. Because in this case, because I, I recommended two that kind of go together- I think that would be better if we talked about them together. And honestly, based on what you recommended, I kind of think yours go together a little bit too, in a different way. I, I actually, yes. Listening to both of these, listening to your albums and mine album, mine albums. Mine albums? I watched, Are you German um, now? <laughs> no, I will actually no, watch Jojo Rabbit. I watched Jojo Rabbit recently, and like it's infected me a little bit with like Germanness. <laughs> It's fantastic. Oh, so by the way, jo- Jojo Rabbit, I know, this is another thing, but like, <laughs> just very quickly. People people really like ragged on Jojo Rabbit, which I get, because the, the second half kind of was not as great. But like, if you've been waiting on that movie, it's actually really funny. Like, I would, I would, it's a worth an afternoon watch. I have no idea what this is, but I'll, I'll have to take a look. Oh, Jojo it's Rabbit. It's a movie by Takiti Wati, the guy who did the Ragnarok movie. Oh, okay. I didn't watch Ragnarok either, but. Oh, you haven't seen Ragnarok? Ragnarok was good. That's like, what everybody genuinely. says. It's, it's not that it's not on the list. It's just that I just, you know, there's so many sure. movies. Okay, well, that's, I didn't mean to distract <laughs> us. Back to. American football. The, the, the first five-hour podcast that we do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I did think these these album uh, duos had a really good contrast in like our listening styles. I yes, think, probably. So, which which would you prefer to do first? Uh, I I mean, I have a lot to say about your albums and less to say about my albums. Okay, let's uh, let's so do yours know. first. I think that I do sure. have some stuff to say about your albums, but let's good. yeah, let's let's do that. Okay. So, so um, what'd you think? Well, okay, let's start out with what we recommended. I mean, obviously, everybody oh, yeah. everybody saw... I, I did. I put it in the comments. I remembered everybody. I put it in Good. the comments. You know, my reminder worked. But um, So I had recommended uh, American Football, American Football, American Football. Um, so yes, whoa, Ameri- whoa, whoa. the band American Football... 
Album. Yeah, their first album and then their album yes. comeback. Yes, yes. Their, okay, their not first three albums. Yes, their first album, yeah, American you Football. Me for a second there. Yes, yes. American Football with their first album, American Football. And then I also recommended American Football with their second album, American Football. They also have a third album, American Football, but we didn't do that one. <laughs> LP 1, 2, and 3. Yes. You know, so I recommended LP 1 and 2. Yes. I wanted to be needlessly confusing, but yes. <laughs> LP 1 and 2 is what I recommended. And what did you recommend, Stephen? I recommended uh, Sidewalks and Skeletons, White Light, mm-hmm. and then Machine Gun Girl, or Machine Girl, Wolf Girl. Okay. So I will say I did not... N- <sighs> I, I didn't recommend these necessarily because I thought you would like them more that I recommended them because I really do like them. I yes. thought that if you were going to like one or if you weren't going to like both or if you were going to like any of them, I, I imagined you were probably going to like LP2 better than LP1. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say also just for myself, and I believe I mentioned this on the last, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but I'll mention it now, is the reason I recommended both of these albums is because LP1 is what got me into American football. I mean, I I watched, I watched it. I listened to LP1 around the time that LP2 had come out. So, like, I I wasn't, like, an OG American football fan. Like, I'm not even going to remotely try to claim anything as ridiculous as that. Um, But... I got into them because of the first album, and I I think their second album is actually my favorite one by them. Um, and for those of you who weren't aware, and I, I mentioned this to Stephen off offline in the podcast, but um, those albums are something like uh, fucking what like. 18 years apart, something ridiculous. 17. 17 years apart. I was close. They're 17 years apart. So basically, American Football made LP1, disbanded, and then through internet virality, basically became popular, and they they reunited and made two more albums, um, with the, the, the first of the two coming 17 years later. So that is where we stand on that. So then, Stephen, why did you recommend these two albums to me? Uh, you know, as, as it is, I don't, uh... I, I don't listen to albums ever, and so I just chose these albums because I like a few songs on each. Oh, lot. okay. And I was like, okay, like this is what I'm. It's it's actually the exact same reason that you recommended American Football. It's like I like I like these bands, mm-hmm. and it's like I wasn't I didn't really know if you would like either of them. I figured you might like Sidewalks and Skeletons. I'm almost positive you didn't like Machine Girl, but we'll see. Um, but I but I I like songs on these albums. I can't say I like the albums in totality because I don't. But like I don't listen to albums anymore, so this is about as good as I can do. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. That makes sense. So okay, let's start out with let's start out with uh, Machine Girl. I think that's probably the best place to start for me. Yeah, does that make sense? Sure. I, I, if I'm if I'm predicting correctly, that makes sense. Yeah. So I will say of the two you recommended to me, I liked this one less. Yeah. But I found it. I did find it more interesting. I will. I will say that at the very least. So okay. Yes. Th- this album is. I mean, it's a fever dream, you know, and I I will. Okay, so let me let me let me start this by saying that I don't listen to a lot of electronic music in general. And so I'm going to make some comparisons that to people that listen to electronic music are going to be cliche and laughable. But bear with me. This is not my genre. This is not my this is not my this is not my niche. So I'm I'm working off of very incomplete information. And I, I recognize that. Is, well, I, I'm going to do my best to, you know, over time, give you every electronic 
banned. Yes. Well, you st- you still owe me recommendations on Boards of Canada. So that's yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's the next one. That's the next one I'm doing. So. Beautiful. Um, which, by the way, uh, not to digress one more time, but if this ends up becoming more of a music podcast, I feel very prescient in the sense that uh, the logo that I made for our podcast kind of looks like a pair of headphones. No, it does. It, it's it, it does look like whenever I see it and I forget that like it's our podcast channel. I'm like, man, like what? What weird music podcast did I join? Like, what's going on? <laughs> it's us. It's like, oh no, that's two brothers. Yeah, it's us. Yeah, hey, we're yeah. the weird music podcast. We're the weird music podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I was like, so maybe I knew somehow that it's like it's like a pair of headphones. It's going to be a music podcast, but this is secretly what we always wanted to do, and we just didn't think yeah. that we had to. We didn't we didn't think we had enough to talk about, but apparently we do. So here it is. But um, okay, so the comparison that I am going to make. Um, is to Aphex Twin. And I'm sorry, everybody. I know that that is the most cliched thing that I could possibly say, but that's my best point of reference. Aphex Twin's a great starting point. They're, yeah. they're like bedrock. That's a good place to start. Yeah, and I, I like. I mean, I see it in literally the YouTube comments of like a lot of these electronic bands of like people are like, oh, this is like Aphex Twin. And then like the, the, the next comment down from it is like, dude, don't compare every electronic music to Aphex Twin. But here it is. I'm doing it. I'm sorry. It's just how it is. It's fine. I... I found this album, I did not like this on my first listen. I was like, I was like, I was like, I get it, but I don't like it, right? Like, on my first run through, I was just... What did you get? Like, I got that it's like, it's, it's, it's very frantic, like, glitchy, um, you know, electronic music. That was, like, my feel from it. It's like this, it's, it's crazy, it's frenetic, it's, it's not supposed to be, like, easily listenable, you know? It's, it's supposed to be abrasive and, like like tons of different time signatures and just all over the place. And like the, the, the environment that it's creating is very specifically not supposed to be accessible. That's what I got from it. Yeah. I mean, you can look at the album cover. Yeah, exactly. Like I knew what I was getting into the second I opened this up. I was like, this is going to be some crazy shit. You know, if you, if you like those crazy ass Japanese movies, machine girl is definitely for you. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so like I knew that going in, right? And I and I I got no different impression listening to the yeah, album. You were right. Over time, I warmed up to this album quite a bit. I I think that I I saw things in this album that I didn't initially like. Once I got used to what it was going to sound like, I I got more used to it and I warmed up to what it was doing significantly. I will say, first two tracks I could kind of take or leave. Um, not including MG1, by the way. MG1, yeah, I- is iconic just funk and crystal. Yeah. Yeah, I actually really, I like, um, I, wait, URL Cyber Palace. Okay, I don't know. Actually, never mind. I'm wrong about that. No, yeah, I don't cr- like those no, tracks no, no, so much either. No, Crystal URL Cyber Palace. Okay, no, that is the one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah those are both kind of, yeah, not great. Yeah, they're, they're like, I, I get it. They're fine. Um, but where it really kicks off for me is Ginger Claps. Like, that's... Yes! Okay, good. That's exactly where I think it, cl- it it kicks off, too. Yeah. Yeah, Ginger Claps is, like, that's the first time where I was like, ooh, wait a second, what's happening here? I don't... It's not my favorite song on the album, but it was the first time where I was like, something going on here, and I'm, I'm digging it. I don't know what it is, but I'm digging it. Well, th- so... I actually had the same revelation listening to Ginger Snaps, the same, uh, whereas, like, I had listened to your albums a bunch, and I was listening to this, and I was like, hmm, like, this, there's something, like, there's something different happening here that, like, and I realized that this, like, whereas American football, like, is working in, like, the, like, the sheet music almost, like, it's, you know, it's varying its notes, and it's calling back, and it's, 
Like, all Wolf Girl is doing is, like, turning dials. <laughs> just like, okay, like, let's add some reverb here. Like, let's, like, let's crunch this up. Like, let's do this. And, like, but the beat never actually changes. Yeah. And that, like, that, like, realization that, like, oh, that's what they're, they're doing here that I like was, like, that. I think that was, because re- that also made me appreciate American football, actually, more. Oh. And I was like, oh, this is the difference. This is, like, it's a different style completely. Yeah, they're both, they're both modulating off of, off of, like, a central theme in their song. It's just they're doing it in a different way. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, that was a, it. Was a great revelation, actually. I really liked this uh, contrast between our two album choices. Yeah, I, yeah, it was interesting that you that you you recommended two like ostensibly electronic. I would say both are these are electronic. No, no, they're both electronic for sure. Yeah, yeah both electronic albums. Um, and then I recommended, of course, two albums by the same band. So I, I would hope that they're r- mm-hmm. roughly the same genre. But uh. <laughs> yeah, which I don't even know about that. No, I know. I, I and, and I I I will get to that when we talk about them, but I, I do one hundred percent agree with what you're saying that like they, they kind of moved from one genre to the other. They I think they're they're very they're very closely related, but yes, I, I, I do Yeah, I have a lot to say about American football. Excellent. So uh, but yes, ginger snaps. Gi- yes, yeah, so, yeah, ginger ginger claps. No, snaps. It's oh claps. claps. Fuck, it is claps. <laughs> Um, I but, have dyslexia, I think. <laughs> but I will say that my my favorite song uh, was Mystery Shopper, which you would not be able to tell that that is that from the name, but it's because it's all written in Japanese, but I had to look it up. So it means Mystery Shopper. It's the Gabber Tap mix. Oh, that was Fres- your favorite song? Great. That's my favorite song. That is the song that got me into Wolf Girl. So that yes. song fucking Is rips. so good. Uh, like, I love that, like, the... Like that little and the little yes. beat. Yeah, it's just oh my god! It, yeah, it does. It's so fucking good. It fucking rips. Oh my god! Like every time I got to that, I was like, okay, this is the song. I was like, I was like, Steven's recommending this to me on base on the basis of this song. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. This is the only song that I care that you liked because this is the song that I like. Yeah, it's, it's so fantastic. Good. I I I did. I did find that it started to drag once you get into like the phase album, uh, the phase songs. Um, Fa- Hidden yes. Power. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hidden Power. Part of Hidden Power is pretty great. Um, but then I, I it gets over long at a certain point, and I stop caring. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll say this. I think that the Fresny Friendside remix song like might be as good as Wolf Girl ever gets because I've listened to like their album after this, and I've listened to their albums before this, and it's like he he channeled something really special. With yeah, that song. I, I don't know what that sample that he used is, but I love it, and I love the way that he worked around it. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm so happy because. Because that's it. That's all I cared about. Okay, cool. I don't even really like most of the rest of this album. <laughs> yeah. I, in fairness, I didn't have tremendously more to say than that. So if that's all yeah. that we have to say about this album, I'd like to spend more time on the rest of them because I think I have more to say on those. Yeah. I do, I do like Ghost as well. I I, I like Ginger Claps, Ghost, and Gabber remix, Fresny remix. Like, yeah. Ghost is pretty good. I also like those, Ghost. Those three songs are like solid. Like I would just listen to them, you know, separately. Like... If you don't want to listen to the whole album, if you're a listener, like just check out the Fresny remix by Wolf Girl or and, Machine Girl. God damn it. And luckily they're all in a row. So you could just start at one yeah. and listen to the rest. Yeah. yeah. Just start at, you know, nine, ten and listen up until, you know, 17. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but but, yeah. Uh, but I am glad I recommended it though because it like it at very least it provided me context about like why I was recommending it. Yeah, no, I, I think that if I if I was more into electronic music in general, I think that this album would probably be my jam. Um, but 
I, it's not, and it's like, it's one of these things, like I said, this album grew on me. Like, I liked it more almost every listen. I, I think I, I I think I reached a plateau of how much I liked it. But yes. I, I started out being like, eh, and then I, I got to a point where I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> so that's kind of how I felt about it. This is also, this was the, like, I also felt the need to put Machine Girl as a recommendation just because um, it was like the jumping off point for me. Mm. Like, I found a lot of better bands through knowing about Machine Girl. Interesting. Um, like Kevin Kempt or uh, Sewer Slut. Okay. Like. That one That one came up in my recommendations a bunch after listening to this. I didn't actually listen to it, but it came up in my recommendations. So. Oh, nice. Excellent. Yeah, it's really good. So let's talk about Sidewalks and Skeletons, White Light. Yes. All right. So first impressions on this album. So I, I had mentioned this to you uh, off to the side, and I don't know if you you took uh, an opportunity to listen to them at all, but have you ever listened to, uh, or did you listen to at all, The Birthday Massacre? No, I, I that's totally, I lost that. <laughs> no worries. Hang on. And I am- Birthday Massacre. Yeah. So, and I am not saying, I'm not saying that this band sounds exactly like The Birthday Massacre, because that would be absurd. I, I, I'm i not seeing it, honestly. Really? Okay. Yeah. It's like, to me, to me, like, um, Sidewalks and Skeletons doesn't even really have, like, a guitar, drum. Like, that sounds like a band. Oh, no, no, no. Bir- it it, it absolutely 100% is. I'm not gonna, I, I won't, I won't say that it's not that. I, I would say the aesthetic is similar. I listened yeah. to some, some songs came up, actually, not even what you recommended, but I was listening on YouTube, uh, just, like, Red Stars from Walking with Strangers. Uh-huh. Just, like, Yeah. Like, that yep. sounds a little bit like they're that kind of like dark gothic, like theming, definitely. In fact, but in terms of like, you know, the like instrumentation sound, I don't know. Oh, no, no, not even close. Actually, the one that I'm thinking of, Blood off of White Light. And this is supposed to sound like the Birthday Massacre? The, that first little bit of it, that sounds so much like the Birthday Massacre to me. Like that. Well, sure, yeah, but that's like. Like, it just does. I'm just like, sure. I, yeah, there yeah. was multiple points within this. And I. Again, let me say this, this does not, this, this band does not sound like the Birthday Massacre, but they also kind of do a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they definitely have that same, like, aesthetic sound. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the, the, the certainly the, the look of the albums, I mean, they're all in that kind of, like, you know, purpley, pinky kind of hue. Like, if I look at all of the Sidewalks and Skeletons, like, album covers... Like, they all have that same deal, and the Birthday Massacre is the same way. The Birthday Massacre is all, like, the purple stuff. It's, like, it's that same goth aesthetic, right? Like that's Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and apparently, I guess, this is a genre I've never heard of, which is apparently called Witch House. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I just want to tell you, I fucking love it. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, great. Yeah, like, yeah. because well, I, Birthday Massacre for me, I mean, they're, they're a goth rock band, right? And, yeah. like... It, I, I, I want to just say this right right now, okay? Everybody, uh, I love The Birthday Massacre. I actually, you know where I heard about The Birthday Massacre from is actually Game Grumps. So there's another Game Grumps. Oh, shit. Game Grumps, come on, man. Yeah, Throw it back Game at Grumps, me. get on us. Get us those hundreds of thousands of views. Woo. Yes. <laughs> but, um, so that's actually where I first heard of them. I was like, what the hell is The Birthday Massacre? I looked it up. I was like, I love this. <laughs> mm. And then I listened to like another one of their songs. I was like, this sounds exactly the same. Yeah. And I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I listened to like three or four of their albums, I'm like, these all sound exactly the same. And I still love it. <laughs> they know what they're doing. And they're they, doing it. Yeah, they have a thing and they're doing it. And boy, do they. And uh, this that is not this album. Because this album, not every song sounds the same. In fact, many of the songs on this album sound quite different from each other. Yes, very much so. But I really like it. 
So my, yeah. my first impression, though, right off the bat, like if I'm listening to this this first track, Fall, again, like just the, like just like the chords and like the general vibe, I was like, this sounds a little bit like the Birthday Massacre. Like I've heard a Birthday Massacre song that sort of sounds like this, but then it goes like all black metal on me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I knew you would like the black metal parts of it. I'm yeah, like, and I was Jason's like, gonna like this. I was like, this fucking rips. This is great. You know, like I'm so down with this. Um, so like that was a was a pleasant surprise. Um, the the song Goth. Have you ever yes. heard? Have you ever heard uh, Beach House? Uh, is that a band or a it's genre? A band. It's a band. No, I've not. Okay, I'm gonna recommend Beach House at some point. Um, if you like the song Goth, um, I can give you an entire album of that because <laughs> it's fucking fantastic. Because um, that reminds me so much of Bloom by Beach House. Like that song Goth is like if you want a whole album of that, it's Bloom by Beach House. It's fucking great. So lots of just little weird pleasant surprises in this album, man. Like the 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 song XXX would not be out of place in a strapping young lad album. Oh yeah, god, yeah, this one, yeah. This little like uh this is that's what I love is like they're they're like strapping young lad like double bass hard metal song is like that's their palate cleanser transition song. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> It's just like, okay, yeah, we just learned a lot of witchcore. Like, here's just some double bass to, like, calm you down before we get into the real heavy stuff at the end of the album. And, like, if you told me that, like, Gene Hoagland played the drums for that somehow, like, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I believe that. That sounds right. It sounds like his drum set. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they sampled his drum set for that. It's like that. It's like, okay, I, li- I like it. I'm down with it. <laughs> so, yeah, man, this was a this was a good album. I do feel like... Did any of these songs drag for me a little bit? Sleep paralysis, maybe? No, oh, no, really? sleep no, paralysis. No, 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 it did. No, it didn't. I'm thinking. Yeah, I was about no. to say. Yeah. In fact, I would say so. For me, the entire first half, or even th- first three fourths of the album, kind of drag for me. <laughs> it's like I might like this album less than you do, actually, because for me, like the album starts with blood, essentially. <laughs> like 29 minutes in, blood, and it's like. Yeah, that's where I'm getting real into what they're doing. Interesting. Yeah, no, you know what? I mean, like, I like things like body, maybe like a tiny bit for like a little bit, but like it, it just picks right right back up. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I had no trouble listening to this album. Like, it just. Like, oh no, no, it's definitely it's a great. Yeah, it's so good. It flew by, and like all the samples are very nicely placed. Like, it's just like it. Mm. Mm, this is Chef's Kiss. This is a good one. This is this is a real yeah. good one. I well, well, I'm well, let me just shout out Hunter real quick because he's the only reason I know about this. So thank you, Hunter. Thank you, Hunter. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> no, this is like yeah. I I was very often surprised by the direction that this went, but it like not in like the same way that Machine Girl. I was surprised. Like Machine Girl, it was like kind of like wow, whoa, that's fuck Jesus why, Christ. Why did they do that? Yeah, yeah. Whereas like this is just I was like. Oh, and now I'm getting another thing that I like. And now I'm getting another thing that I like. Like, it's just like, it's this weird kind of like blending of genres that like I was, because I mean, you know, like I said, you know, uh, Birthday Massacre, which by the way, I would highly suggest at some point, I, I don't know if I'd recommend it for the for the show, but like just for your own sake, I think that if you like this at all, which you do, um, that yeah, I do, yeah. maybe listen to, um, maybe Under Your Spell is the better album for you because it is a little, I think it's a little bit more, it's a, it's a later album. So it's a little bit more electronic. Yeah. I was about to say, cause the, cause what I've listened to so far sounds very rocky to me. And they are, and I mean, they are, 
Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm, I'm not a big fan of four-piece rock bands anymore. So just like listening to the beginning of that, I think that's starting to get into it because it's got like the synth keyboard and yeah i like yeah this is a little more yeah this is definitely keyboard heavy yeah I like yeah, that's pretty good yeah like if you go to like uh let's call it like a minute 15 in yes yeah the little keyboard riff yeah and you know they've got they've got they've got a lyricist you know so it's like I, it's like, but it does feel it, it feels a little nightwish when it like when they come in with the drums there oh it's super nightwish it's dude like, like again let me just for everybody's sake, this is a guilty pleasure for me. I love yeah. this shit, but it's like, I mean, it is, it is absolutely like you either, you either like this or you don't, but if you don't like this, <laughs> like you're not going to like any of it, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's one of those. And I love the birthday massacre. They are, they're absolutely like channeling, like, you know, like 15 year old, like wannabe goth me. Like that's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's just <laughs> like, it's, it's fantastic. Like you can't, you can't beat it. So, uh, yeah. Birthday Massacre. First thing that came up when I thought, like, when I when I listened to this, I was just like, I, I, I had a very, like, as soon as this started, I immediately paused it. I was like, what the fuck is the name of that band? What's the name of that band? And I, like, yeah. sc- I was, like, going through all of these. I was, like, I was, like, searching all this shit. And finally, I just scrolled down far enough, and it came up on my recommendations on this. I was like, it's the Birthday Massacre. That's what it was. It was the Birthday Massacre the whole time. So, that. Um, but, yeah, man, like, the... I like the vibe of this is 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 a little bit more laid back. It's a little bit like it, whereas like Machine Girl, I feel like the the kind of like mix was 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 much more towards like the extremes. It was like like heavy bass and then like uh like really piercing treble and just like really nothing in between. Like it kind of Machine Girl in general feels a little bit more hollow in terms of like just Oh, yes, I would agree. It's it's very just like Hollow is a good word, I guess. Yeah, which leads I, to I it's a, say, yeah. It, go ahead. I was gonna say it's also like textural. I guess would be a word. It's like it's almost completely just like messing with the like timber of a like series of like repeating notes. Yeah, it's it's abrasive. It's a very abrasive album. Whereas like this, like I mean, there's abrasive. I mean, like you you have the, the, like the literal fucking black metal screamy bits. Yes. But like, um, yeah, uh, pure. Oh yeah, yeah. Just like it, this is like it's it's much more like like there's a lot more mids in this. It's like it's kind of it's it's got a very full feeling to it that I really yes. like. Um, and it's just like I imagine that this is like outrageously good driving music. Oh god, dude, you have no idea. Yeah, it is the best. And like in in a weird you feel way, so cool. Oh yeah, and like in a weird way, you know what the mix kind of reminds me of a little bit is um is Tycho. Yeah. The mix, it's, not 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 the sound, but the mix, like the 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 kind of like the kind of full because Ty, Tycho also has quite a bit of like that kind of it's got like a kind of chill bassy kind of vibe to it that I really enjoy. I I I, I say this because I was listening to Tycho in the car like a couple days ago and I was like, huh, I was like, this is giving me a similar type of vibe to Sidewalks and Skeletons, not in not in any way except for like the kind of m- the the mix in general. Yeah, no, no, no. it's a very um soft yeah. mix, I guess is how you would say it. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel like it feels like everything's very smooth. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like almost like you're 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 slightly hearing it like underwater, you know? Yes. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very much so like that. Yeah. I like I like that a lot. Yeah. It's a little muddled. Yeah. But in a good way. In a in a yeah. in a in a in a in a very pleasing way. I so yeah, I, I just like this album. So what is your favorite song off this album? I'm curious. Uh I think it's 
let me see. I, I know what it is when I listen to it. I think it's Sleep Paralysis. Yeah, it's Sleep Paralysis. That's actually like, that was the original song that got me into the, the band was Sleep Paralysis. Yeah. Just like, no, that, I, in, that intro especially. Just like, yeah. No, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. It's like water drops almost, that, that first part. Oh, that is then, really good. Yeah, and then the fucking gunshot, and it's just like, yeah. You know what, man? Like, uh, gunshots are always so, like, cheesy in, uh, in songs, like I like, I'm thinking yeah. of like fucking like uh that well that that part in like the like, in scenes from a memory in Dream Theater with like the fucking gunshot sound. Oh god, like, dude, don't even Dream Theater is so cheesy in general. Oh, they're hilariously cheesy. Um, but like uh, just like yeah, you know, and it's it honestly it's still cheesy here, but like I love it. <laughs> yeah, it, to be honest, right until this moment, I didn't even really like, fully realize it was a gunshot. Like I'm sure I knew, <laughs> but it was like, oh right, yeah, that is just a gunshot. Like, yeah. It's just such a, it's like, it's the starting point for the song. Yes. Yes. But yeah, so I, I, I really, I do. I really, really dig this album. This is a, this is a good recommend. I, I think of the two of them, I, I, I might go back to Wolf Girl, maybe, but like, I will go back to this album. This is a, this is a good one. This is, this is one, yeah, I would probably try to like, you know, put on my, uh, put on my hard drive so I can, uh, I can listen to this while I'm driving. Yeah, it's great. It's so good. And they have a lot of other albums. I mean, when I say them, it's a guy. Yeah, so. the, the the guy. Um, I the did guy. I did listen to a little bit of one of the other ones, but then I, I just went back to this because I wanted to like really absorb this. But I was like, I was like, does everything kind of sound like this? And like, yes. Okay, cool. And I didn't listen to very much of the other album, so I didn't really get a tremendous chance. But like, I will I will listen to more of this now and see kind of like what's up because I enjoyed mm. it quite a bit. But yeah, man, I, I would say my my favorite song on this. I think it might be. Ugh, it's either it's either goth or it's blood. I think those were the two that like just like they they, they got to me really quickly. I was like, Ooh, oh, oh my god, yeah, blood is so good. Yeah, mm. that in that middle part, it's just like fuck yeah. And goth is the first song that like really informs you of what this band is gonna be. Yeah, I feel like yeah, and that, the and the sampling that they do is like that's a house music thing. Like that's the house music like signature is a lot of sampling. Oh yeah. So so if you like this kind of like if you like sample music like. Check out more house music for sure. Oh yeah, I, I you know, it's. I will say sorry, I've never, but... I've never really thought about sampling that much, but like I, 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 I'm always very attuned to when it, like it's, it's dumb. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it happens. In, like metal does it all the time. Where like, I mean, you know, shit, like that band yeah. that I, I made you listen to last time, they had the fucking Noam yeah. Chomsky thing in it. Yeah, and I, like, I was gonna say like, because I complained about that last time, and I'm, I'm gonna say it right now, like the, 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 the samples that are like just quotes in Wolf Girl. Uh, and and sidewalks and skeletons to a certain extent, like I could do without those. I, I I like them. I think that they fit with the aesthetic, and so I, I dig them. But like, yeah, I could see. Okay, so but the uh, song wishes off of Beach House. Wishes. Yeah, yeah. Let me look. Yeah, this is good. I like that. I I I I think that if you if you listen to the beginning of or parts of Goth, you'll very quickly be like, this is similar. This has got a similar vibe to it. Not all of it, mind you, because it Goth starts to go off in a little bit of a different direction. But as it starts out, like I was like, this sounds like a Beach House song, and I love it. But it sounds like a Beach House song. Yes, no, Goth is like the Goth is the closest Sidewalks and Skeletons comes to being just pure house music. Yeah. Like, it's not even trying, really. It's like, Goth is just like, yeah, like, just gonna put a good beat on and, like, you can jam to it. Absolutely. So, yeah, I I think that this is this is an infinitely more listenable album, and I, yeah, I, I'm definitely gonna go back to this. It's, it's, I, I, I do, it, I guess my question is, is, have you listened to anything else in this kind of, like, witch house genre? Like, is, is... 
Because yes, I, I listen, oh, yeah. Because I listened to a little bit of Crystal Castles. Um, yeah, Crystal Castles is different though. That, well, that's what I noticed. It was like Crystal Castles is different. So it's like, is this kind of like one of those things where it's a little bit of an outlier in its genre, or is is there, or is Crystal Castles the outlier? <laughs> no, let me link you something. Just 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 start it. It doesn't. It it immediately starts. Okay. Uh, and the thing that's cool about filmmaker is that he he makes like th- like four albums a year. Oh wow. Okay. So he has like thirty albums. Oh wow, this is thick. Yeah, dude, filmmaker is so good. This almost reminds me. We're listening uh, to the Love Market, by the way. If anyone wants to follow along. Yeah, yeah, Love Market by Filmmaker. Just the beginning track. I was I was just starting to listen to it, but what it reminds me a lot of is is some of like the uh, some of like the subgenres of like doom metal. Oh really? There's there's doom metal that sounds like this. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking about like I'm talking about like kind of in the. I mean, honestly, this is going back to our first music podcast, like like uh, offshoots of the same kind of bands that, you know, um, Boris. Are, OK, yes. Like, yes, 100 percent. Like, the, the, yeah, that Boris is in kind of like the same, you know, genre as I think that there's 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 a lot of offshoots that are very similar to like they have that kind of very like thick, thick, like distorted bass vibe to them. So <gasps> I love it so much. <laughs> I dig it, man. But yeah. Other than the fact that this album is great, and I like basically all the tracks on it, um, yeah. Any yeah, I, anything you have else? A more positive impression of it than I do, even. So I'm really happy. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I, I liked. I I think I think that this is like this is this is like this is something that I I didn't even realize that I knew I wanted. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's mm-hmm. like oh, there's goth house music. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's fantastic. Like, yes. Goth House music perfect. is yeah, it's perfect. So I'm I am definitely gonna listen to more of these. And before we move on, let me just give you one really quick lightning round. Uh, sure. Because you sent me some albums from Mason. Yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. Let me let me just lightning. Okay, so I didn't I didn't go back and listen to Rosetta, but I've listened to them already. I've listened to Deathspell Omega. They're a black metal band. Okay, I get it. Um, I've talked about we've talked about Sunbather multiple times, which apparently it's apparently not an album that makes a very good impression on you, Stephen, because you keep forgetting that you've listened to it. You've, I think you've listened oh, to do it. I? You've listened to it on like three separate occasions and been like, oh wow. Oh, yeah, this album, and then forget about it completely. So. Okay, well, let me do that a fourth time then. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, uh, Nagura Bungit. Um, sounds... I thought you'd listen to that. What? I thought you'd already listened to Nagura Bungit, but nope. you, you hadn't. Yeah. No, that's that's the one I, you you thought I listened to, but I have not. Here's again, lightning round. It sounds like like early Dream Theater. I mean, like before uh, before James Labrie, like that first album. It sounds like that mixed with black metal. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying that's what it sounds like. <laughs> um, it, it, emit sort of death for the prince sounds like somebody took 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 a shit and then added distortion to it. Um, I, I think. Oh wait, yeah, I think I think emit when when me and Mason were like kids and we would listen to music together. He once like tortured me with emit. I think. Yeah. Just like he was just like I'm gonna put I'm just like sit down I'm gonna turn the lights off and like listen to this and I was like this is horrible what the fuck are you doing Yeah it, I was also like 13 I think at the time so. it, it it gets better it, it, there's some elements of Arancy Pazuzu like later on oh. in the album that Arancy Pazuzu was the al- was the band I thought you would listen to okay yes yeah, yeah that is the one yeah okay so that I can understand the confusion because they also they both have names that. To, to to somebody who is English as a first language are completely and utterly yeah, nonsense. Like, nonsense words, yes. Th- I know so. they're real words, but I'm sorry. I'm uncultured swine. Yes, yes. To my to to my uh, un- unfortunately English speaking ears, I'm just like, oh, okay. Um but yes, a myth. <laughs> 
a bit later on, it, it has some <laughs> some severe like it definitely has some like uh, Arancy Pazuzu vibes to it that I dig, but. I could just listen to a Rancy Pazuzu. I don't listen, need to listen to like the, the the vomit horse shit at the beginning. So so that um, Lantelos is great, um, but that doesn't surprise me because apparently at least the early ones were a collaboration with uh, Neige Neige Neige. How do you say how do you say snow in French? Neige. Sure. Um, the the guy from it's the guy from uh, Alcest. Oh shit! Really? Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. There, there. You so go. that explains everything. It's like it's like yeah. that dude. It, he he makes he makes really pretty black metal. Um, he makes black metal seem like it's not black metal. And sometimes I want that. Sometimes I don't want that. And I'm like, I don't want to listen to this because it's just like this is this is just this is just pretty post metal. That's all this is. This isn't even black metal. Like, uh, but you know, sometimes I do want it. And when I do, I can count on him. He can. Uh, he's he's got my back. Yeah, he delivers. So so yeah, that's uh, that's my lightning round. I will go back. I'll, I'll listen to Rosetta at some point, and I'll remember why I like it so much. Much, but I know I like it because I think it's very like I also think Rosetta is one of those ones that's like it's kind of like math rocky a little bit if I recall correctly but I might be completely wrong on that so uh so yeah lightning round done cool let's go to American football yes let's do it go which one LP1 or two first uh I would prefer to start an LP1 I guess let's start with LP1 um so I mean you know listen to this band I I initially did not like either of the albums Really? Um, either of the yeah. albums? Okay, interesting. Either of the, yeah. when, I, when, I, when I started, I listened to LP1 first, and I was like, man, this is so, like, blue ballsy, <laughs> I guess. It's, it's like, it's, it's you know, like, it's described as emo math rock. Yeah. But to me, it, it kind of just goes into being post-rock. It's a bit post-rock. I mean, th- this this album in particular is extremely post-rocky in how, like, lengthy some of the tracks are and how they just kind of, like, go on forever without really much changing <laughs> well but the, the so the whole appeal of like post-rock is you get that like really energetic ending to every song yes right and it's like this song i, I describe i described this lp1 as blue ballsy because it's like you have all that post-rock like m- pre and mid song like the like really like melodic you know bits but it never like it never emerges into being like an energetic like breakdown no and so it's just like every song is just like Cool, cool. It stays chill the whole cool, time. Cool, 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 cool. And then the song ends. And it's like, oh, wait, I never got to, like, jam out to that, like, beat that they, yes. were, they were teasing me with. <laughs> yes. Um, I did, I did. you know, I, I will say I listened to lyrics a little bit and, like, looked up some of the lyrics. That's been a failing of mine before. Um, but as someone who's never experienced the, like, hard breakup in any way, shape, or form... A little bit lost on me, and I, I, I had a feeling because this just is like, like it's like oh yeah like cool you feel sad about breaking up with somebody I can't really empathize with that emotion my, sorry my 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 favorite my favorite comment on and it's it, it was it was a YouTube it's actually not on this particular one that I sent you but uh, it was on one of the other ones and it's uh, uh, POV you did not have fun in tenth grade. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's I didn't have album. that experience. Yeah, uh, and apparently that they literally wrote it like as high schoolers after a breakup. Before oh, really? They left. I didn't actually. Yeah, know that so part. I did some research on their background. Yeah, so like they were all seventeen and they like wrote it at, like as they were like gonna leave to like go to different colleges. I'm I'm pretty sure. Oh wow. And okay. So like it was like the thing they did before they all left. That's fantastic. Um, so yeah, so the first time I listened to it, I was like, this is a little slow for me and I'm not really big into like rock ensembles anymore. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what I felt, but then I started listening to the second album. Yes. Um, and it was everything I wanted after listening to the first album. It was like, oh, this is more a beat. Like it's got some energy to it. Like 
I feel like there's some like you know there's it's up tempo like I like that but it made me realize that it like in becoming more energetic and upbeat it like had transitioned into being like every other prog rock band that I've listened to it's like oh this now sounds like minus the bear and dredge and yeah. that kind of thing and then so and then going back to the first album after that I really appreciated the like the uniqueness of the sound they were going for there mm-hmm. whereas I felt like in in going to the second album they'd like it's it's better. It's like it's funner to listen to that album, but it's also like worse because it's more fun to listen to. If you know what I mean, like they've ruined their like goth, like their emo aesthetic in the pursuit of like making music that's better to listen to. Does it that is, make sense? American Football Two is dad emo, is what it is. It's dad oh emo. okay. So it's, that's a, it, that's the thing. It's dad emo. That's it's it's. I mean, like, and honestly, like you know the. To me, the thing that I love so much about the second album and why I actually prefer it over the first album is the kind of, um, I mean, there's like, there's a lot of meta to it in the first song and the, the oh album gosh, yeah. cover. I even noticed that. Yeah. I mean, it's like the, where are we yeah. now? I literally have my first, my first note on the new album is, seems to be a bit of a meta album, I guess. Yeah. Would you even know me if I wasn't all me? You know, it's like mm-hmm. that. It's like it's like oh, it's like they're yeah. literally talking about their fan base. You know, to you know, like they're talking directly to their fan base. And the album cover is the inside of the house. Like the first yes. album is the house. The inside of the the album cover for the second one is the inside of the house. It's like it's the me- I I appreciate the meta, and also I feel like it's just like it's a slightly more mature album than LP one. You know, which is which is always a tough sell, right? Because it's like the usually the first album is more inventive and like of any band, right? The first album is the most inventive and raw and yes. just interesting. You spend your whole life writing your first album and then you get three years to write the second one. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I usually like sophomore albums better just in general because it's it's like there's still some of the inventiveness there but they've they've refined it down into the thing that I like the most and then every subsequent album is never as good as the second one that's how I always feel and in this one I feel the same way except for except for the first song which is just a fucking masterpiece it's like never meant is is like the math emo fucking like him you know, it's like it's like everybody open to page forty nine and please sing never meant. <laughs> you know, it's like that's the one. Like that's it's mm, it's it's such a I don't know. What do you what did you think of the first song? So uh, let me. I'm, I'm trying to look here so I don't misspeak because I was I was looking at it and like as I was listening to it, so many elements of it sounded familiar. And at first I was like, oh man, they're just like they're just ripping off a bunch of post rock bands and math bands. Um, but I th- but as I looked into it more, it seems like they yes they are ripping off other math rock bands that went before them, as all artists do. But they're actually I think they might be like one of the first post rock bands in a way like because a lot of what i'm hearing is like they were very post-rocky mm-hmm. and it's before all of the major post-rock albums that i like i personally recognize yeah they are they are the progenitor i mean they're the one of the progenitors of the of the midwest emo genre which was like hey let's blend and this is not true by the way like broadly like but midwest emo has a shit ton of math rock influences um, but you know, drawing on let's like you have the emo kind of lyrics and chords and aesthetic, but with like a math rock. I mean, like all every single song on this album is in a different tuning. For instance, 
<laughs> it's, oh, is it? I didn't even notice that. I mean, you wouldn't unless you play guitar and have to try to deal with the fucking tabs. But like, it's every single song is in a different tuning. Like they've 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 tuned their guitars specifically to deal with the fucking bullshit they're playing. So it's this this is this is a nightmare to play live. If you had to play this entire album, you would need. Uh, nine gif- nine guitars. You oh. need nine See, guitars. That's, that's also always lost on me because I don't have any technical knowledge. So it's just like, uh. yeah. See, here, one sec. I'll be right back. Everybody's got to play Never Meant. It's it's required. You just have to play Never Meant. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. and so like the, that chord structure is like something I like. Burn Rome in a Dream. One of my favorite post rock bands is like they use that chord structure in like every song. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> And it's like, so I think a ton of people, well, I don't know if a ton of people, but I imagine there was, there's definitely some people that like discovered this band and were tremendously influenced by it because yeah, I mean, you can hear that. I think that's very true. This is, I mean, that's why they became so popular. It's like this aesthetic, like it got out there, you know, and became popular and people are like, where did this fucking come from? It's like, oh, this is weird little band called American football that like didn't, couldn't fit all of their name on one line. And so they put it on the second line and (laughs) you know, it's like. And and they just wrote these like weird emo ballads, you know, with like crazy long math rocky bits, and that was the whole thing. And people loved it, and it just became it became a fucking thing. It's I just it's it's one of the more interesting stories in music that I've heard. Yes, um, I also thought it was interesting that the second album apparently was also written like not not the music, but the lyrics were written very quickly. Mm. And I felt like that kind of shows a little bit sometimes when you listen to that album. Really? It's like, Doctor, it hurts when I exist. I mean, it's like, okay. It's sappy as fuck. Yeah, like, it's really, it's really melodramatic. I'm, I, it doesn't emotionally resonate with me at all. Yeah. When I listen to the lyrics. I'm like, oh, this is really silly. If, if I, I have if, to not listen to them. Have you ever, have you ever been exposed to or have any awareness of the before trilogy? Um, before. Before sunrise, before sunset, and before oh, that midnight. one, yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm aware of it, but I've I've never wanted to watch it because I'm I think I would just find it very annoying. Um, yeah, I I don't know if I mean I don't I think it would maybe be one of those ones that's kind of a little bit lost on you. Um, yeah, I think it. Yeah, for hundred percent, that's. I love it. It seems like an emotional. Yeah, it's it's a it's movie. A, I mean, it's a masterpiece, right? You know, like sure, R- uh, yeah, R- yeah, Richard Richard Linklater. Um, you know, because he's the same guy that did Boyhood. Yeah, that one where it's like, which I I haven't watched, but I've heard is amazing. Yeah. It's just like the one that's like filmed over like an, an actual yeah. person's life and the and, wank fest movie. Yeah, but apparently it's actually a really a genuinely good movie. You know, so I, sure. I, I I'm interested in watching. But like the the thing with like the before trilogy is it's 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 done in very long takes of literally just people talking. Like and it's and it's mostly ad lib dialogue, so it's natural like just people walking through a city and talking. Um, and there's a plot. But, like, the plot elements are are the, like, the kind of framework, and then they just kind of let the two actors, you know, just do the movie and just mm-hmm. kind of talk about whatever felt natural and kind of, and, and, and that, like, the progression of those movies, right, from, like, because the, the movies go from, like, two kind of, like, younger people to two kind of middle-aged people to two older people with children, um, I think mirrors almost exactly the progression of these three albums. I I, I, I know you didn't listen to LP3, but no. like I, I joked that American Football 2 is is dad emo, but like it's not really. It's more like it's more like, you know, late, late 20s, early 30s, whereas like LP3 is like 40s, 50s dad emo. 
Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is. It's it's literally like I am I am I'm a father. I have a family. Like I'm like you know, I'm I I, I got divorced. You know like <laughs> like that's the album. So it's like it's like American football one is I'm in high school. American football two is I I graduated college like five or six years ago and I'm still trying to kind of find my footing. And LP three is I really fucked up my life and I'm looking back on what I've what I've done yeah. wrong now. You know and like. I don't like LP3 as much, but, like, man, like, I feel like in, like, 20 years, I'm going to love it. <laughs> and that's probably why I like <laughs> LP2 now, because I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. there. I'm there right now at LP2, and I'm going to be at LP3 at some point, and I was at LP1 at some point. So it's like I can I can see how this whole thing is going to work. And to me, I find that really interesting that, like, they have they've genuinely evolved their lyrical content like to match kind of their 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 lived experience i feel like the music suffered by lp3 a bit and i feel like if you listen to i did not recommend lp3 because of exactly the things that you said which is it sounds like every post-rock uh yeah because i'll be honest they were they're like even lp1 to me, just sounds like an amalgamation of other bands, which, to be completely fair to American football, they inspired a lot of those bands, so of course they sound like them. Yep. But, unfortunately, I didn't listen to American football first, so it's kind of hard to break away from that. Yeah, American football one is Seinfeld isn't funny. It's... Yes. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, they, they, they helped invent this genre, and so, of course, you've heard it, because they are the ones that seeded it. Yeah, but I, I, I will say... I. LP1, I appreciate that way more than LP2 now between the two, because it's like, LP1 at least, like, doesn't sound as much like everything else I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Whereas LP2, like, it falls squarely in the, like, this could be another band, and I wouldn't really know it. Yeah. Did you did you like LP2? Well, so that's the thing. I, I, I didn't like LP1, I listened to LP2, and I was like, okay, I like this better, right? And then I listened to it more, and I was like, okay, I like this better, but why do I like it better? Mm. Is it because it just reminds me of a bunch of other bands? And then I went back to LP1, and it was like, okay, this is more this is more boring to me, mm. you know? But it's also better. Do you see why I recommended both now? Yes. No. Oh, no. I'm very glad you did both. Yeah. See, this There's is why... There's a great contrast. This is why I couldn't choose, because I was like, I was like, oh, but LP1 is better, but I like yeah, LP2 they, more. But LP1 is better. I was like, ah. It, and I was like, I have almost, to recommend both. <laughs> usually when I, like, listen to music by a, an artist, like, in succession, I don't really get a sense of, like, you know, like like a, like a movie sequel or, like, a video game sequel, mm-hmm. right? But I get the, I like, it feels like LP2 is a sequel to LP1. Yes. Okay. You, you got exactly what I was hoping you would get out of this, is that, yeah. like, LP2 is a sequel. It absolutely is like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like American football one, but bigger and better. <laughs> yeah, exa- that's exactly. It's like, no, 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 no. The bigger and better part was the wrong, smaller, go smaller and sadder. Yeah, yeah, it's like LP1, LP1 is fucking alien, and LP2 is aliens. Aliens, yeah, that's a great analogy. Yeah, and and like the thing is, although in contrast to the to the way alien and aliens work, I like LP2 better because LP2 to me, like I said, it feels like it's it's hitting on something that's more my current experience and so it like it, it strikes a particular it strikes a chord haha music okay it strikes yeah. a chord with me a little bit more than LP1 mm-hmm. does cuz LP1 is like i remember what LP1 felt like yeah. but i'm not there anymore you know like it's it's nostalgic in the same way that like minus the bear is nostalgic you know yes yeah yeah, yeah. which but is like, one of the bands i went back and listened to after yeah. this which by the way 
I I I am if anybody knows any albums that sound like highly refined pirates, like Yeah, I wish. That that album is like if I had discovered that album in high school, I would have never listened to anything else. Like <laughs> <laughs> like, like that album, like to me is like, it makes me feel like high school, you know? And I'm, I'm very fortunate. I got to see, uh, I got to see Minus the Bear live once. Before oh, nice. They, yeah. Before they broke up. So to bring it back to American football, I will yes. say genuinely that, um, what's his face? His voice sounds better on the album, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. I, his, I, he's really, cause his voice is like kind of generically generic, generic. I mean, you say that. But I feel like it's also partially because I think I, I feel, yeah, Mike uh, Kinsella. Mike, Mike Kinsella. Yeah, Mike Kinsella, yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people emulate him, you know, because he's got a very, like, he's got a yes. very, he's got a very defined, he's got that, he's got that scratchiness when he starts every line, you know, like, like that he just, like, he can't quite sing it. Um. I mean, to me, he, sound, he sounds like Minus the Bear, honestly. Mm. It's very close. Very, oh, very okay. close. I don't know if I t- totally, I don't know if I totally agree with your police work there, Lou. Um, yeah, okay. But but I see what you're saying. They've got that kind of, like, like uh, um, it sounds vo- like a modern rock band singer. That, I don't know, like, like, vocal fry yeah. and a that little might bit. Be, that might be because of American football, again, like... You know, they're clearly very influential, but, like, ultimately that just means that everyone sounds like American football, and I've listened to lots of bands that sound like American football, mm. kind of. Yeah. Um, I, I, oh, go ahead. I was, well, this is, I was gonna just ask, I've read a couple reviews of their albums, just because when I realized they were really, like, big, mm. essentially I was like, okay, I should, like, do my research a little bit to, like, make sure I'm not talking like an idiot. And everyone, everyone uh, calls them a math rock jazz fusion, and I do not understand where they're getting the jazz part from at all. Uh, just like, I don't understand. What the fuck are they talking about? That's not Just tr- like, they're there's not. been two reviews that are like, oh yeah, math rock jazz, and I'm like, do you just, like... They have a trumpet in their band, but that's not what jazz means. Like, yeah, that's that's just objectively wrong. They're they're a Midwest okay. emo band, so because that, that that made no sense to me, and I was very confused. Like, so I'm at, glad at you the, agree. Yeah, at the very least, it's like you know, if you're if you're gonna confuse genres, you could confuse it with ska because it has a trumpet. But like, that's also yeah, not no, that's an exactly what I thought. I was like, no, that's ska trumpet. Like, yeah, it's like that's also not appropriate. But like, you could at least at least you could confuse it with the right genre. You know, yeah, like there's nothing yes. jazzy about it. Like, no, there's no. Yeah, it's like it's math rock. Like how. How do you combine those two genres? Like you can't. Like I mean, math rock in a sense has like is is uh is probably draws some things from jazz. Like oh, without a doubt. I mean, jazz is hugely influential in just rock. I yes. Mean. So like I mean, yeah. I mean, if if blues is influential in straight ahead rock, then jazz is influential in all of the like progressive genres of rock. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, blues is yes. blues is ACDC blues is like Black Sabbath. You know, it's like straight ahead rock and metal. That's blues. Progressive rock. That's jazz. That's all it is. Yeah. And, and j- you know, like, like jazz in general is like also like an offshoot of blues. It's like, let's take blues to a more extreme level and add, you know, all these extra elements to it. Like, because I mean, I, I'm not I'm not insane in saying that that jazz is an offshoot of blues, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's right. I think that's right. I, I, I think that's right. I don't. I. 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 I, 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 am a, I apologize if that's totally off. I am almost positive you're right. Almost positive. But, yes. Like it, it's not. It's like it. It. It's not like blues. Yes, with its roots in blues and ragtime. You're correct. Yes. Okay. You're, cool. You're right. I. I. I, if, I didn't think I was crazy in that regard. No. No. You're like, right. Because that's that's just because blues always came first. Yeah, blues. Yeah. Blue, basically, if you listen to music, it's blues. <laughs> yeah, it's blues. Yeah, you're listening to blues. Yes. 
Everything is blues subgenres. <laughs> but yeah. So, so to talk, yeah, to talk more about the albums. Uh, I liked to talk about specific songs, I guess. Uh, yeah, what were I your liked, favorite songs uh, off both? Yes, honestly, for mm. LP1, that's like that's as close as this album comes to like satisfying my like want of a breakdown. That like middle moment right at it like uh like eleven thirty, yeah, when it just like comes down and it's like, oh yes. And like that got me really excited for the rest of the album because like, oh man, they're gonna like they're gonna get heavier and it's gonna like go to a darker and it's like that never they never did that. They they, they this is as like free as they get. Yes. And everything else is very soft after that. Mm-hmm. Um, Forgets are killing me. I also liked this. Is yeah, I like this one. How about um, Stay Home? Let me listen to it again real quick. Just, just scroll through it. Yes, yeah, Stay Home is one that like either I've listened to that song before before I listened to these albums, or I've listened to a song that sounds like it because I couldn't I couldn't break Deja Vu when listening to that song. That yeah, I, in fact, I would not be surprised if you've heard Stay Home because it is yeah. it's it's one of it like that and Never Meant are like those are. Yes, those both sound like things I've heard before. Never meant. So it's, it's hard to judge them. Never meant is by far my favorite on this. It's 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 never meant, and then a close like a like a a distant second rather a distant second is stay home for me. Like oh, you don't like you, honestly, it's not even up there for you. Honestly, is good, but I actually it's not one of my favorites. I I like. Um, oh, but that like the like twelve thirty to thirteen, just like the like the guitar riffing, like oh, I love that sound of like the like distortiony. Oh no, background. Too. I, I, I will. Know. I mean, I love uh, like you gotta understand. I love this whole album, but in yeah, terms okay. of songs on this album, yeah. I have a guitar tune specifically for Never Meant because Never I meant. love it so much. Like I love it. It's, yeah, it's also it's also one of the fastest songs on the album, I guess, too. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like I, yeah. Stephen, I literally recommended this album specifically just so you'd listen to the first track. Like that's why <laughs> I recommended the album. Like that's. Because it's like, I listened to that for the first time and I was like, I love this album already. I don't even care what comes next. I love this album. Yeah, yeah, literally the first riff after the drum count. Yes. Like, I think think At The Drive-In uses that exact riff for many of their songs. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, because I've heard that riff a million times and I love it. It's great. Yeah. It's such a good riff. It's a great riff. Uh, it's it's and it's classic. It's like I mean everybody knows Never yes. Met, you know, like, truly classic. It is it is it is like an emo touchstone. It's like you have to know Never Met. That's the one. <laughs> well, I would say it's even more classic than that cuz as someone who doesn't like who doesn't listen to this. Yes. Right? Like, you know I it. know of that riff. Like I'm aware of it. So then how about so, LP2? Uh yeah, LP2, uh I liked uh Give Me the Gun. Oh, that's a great one. That's a great one. Um no, not Born to Lose. I've been lost. I do like that one. I feel is that the one? Yeah. Okay. Wait. No. This is yeah. This is the one that has like the drum build up. Yeah. yeah that I like that. Yeah. I, I like the I like the like um, snare on that a lot. I mean, so I've been... Steve Lamos. I think it's Steve Lamos is sure. Lamos. Um, Lamos. Steve you, Lamos. Steve Lamos. No, Steve. Like, that guy had a hard fucking childhood. <laughs> he is such such a good drummer. Like. Holy shit. Holy shit. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, I've been so lost for so long, though. Like, you can't trust a man who can't yeah. find his way home. I love, like, I-, I love that. I love, I love so many of the lines in LP2. Like, that, which is, for me, why I like the album so much. Like, even though some of the musicality is still really good to my No, it ear. is really good. It is really good. Not as I'm good not, as like, LP1, I'm... but still really good. But I love the lyrics in, I mean, there's more of them, which helps. Yeah, um, I don't even know. I don't even know if I would say that LP1 is better musically. It's just 
more unique. It is. It, and it's than it, LP2. It's much more raw. You know, it's much more yes. like this is this is just what we're doing. Yeah. You know, it's like we're not even we're not we're not trying to make something that like it, we're just doing this for ourselves, you know, which is yes. which is always an interesting thing in a band, you know. Yeah, and that's exactly my problem with LP2 is like I guess cuz I I identify more with what they're saying that I like I understand that it's like trying to convey an emotion to me and I don't mm. like when a when a when a song conveys an emotion to me that I don't already feel. It's like I have to be sad to like this. You know, it's and interesting. I'm not sad. So it's like I I I um I resent the like <laughs> emotional manipulation that's going on essentially. I, like, no, 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 fuck you. Like, I'm fine. Like, don't don't pull me back into that dark place, motherfucker. I genuinely expected you to like LP2 more because it's more poppy. That's actually, that literally is what I expected. Because I, I had a feel, like, in my mind, I was like, I think Steven actually likes poppier yeah, stuff. Yeah, I like poppy. I do, yeah. And but LP2 this is... is more poppy than LP1, but I, I, I discounted how much you like uniqueness which yeah, which really helps LP one in that regard. Yeah, I don't I don't go too deep. I'm a novelty appreciator, and LP one was a was again at first I was like this is not novel at all. This is like I've heard this a billion times, and it was only going back and realizing like oh I've heard this a billion times because it it came from this where yes. I was like okay this is the thing that I like like this this was it. Yes, this is this is where it came from. This is these yeah. are the guys that figured out the thing that you liked. And it's it's a proto version of that, yeah. and which is why it's like, oh, it seems derivative. It's because everything derived yeah. from it. I, yeah, I, it's that's like, always... this is the reason. This is the reason like Burn Rome in a Dream and Sixty Five Days of Static exist. Yeah, and those bands were my bands in high school. Oh so yeah, like, I mean, I still listen to those. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I love them. So yeah, so LP one was great. LP two, like I could replace it with a Dredge album, and I don't know if I'd realize that I did that. <laughs> yeah. So LP three would be. Um, you you might well I don't it, know but it, no that's the thing it might it might go into even more poppy and then I would maybe like it more yeah LP three is very poppy LP three also has a lot of um so they bring in a lot of uh, female vocalists um, oh I love that I love female vocalists you should you should check out LP three then I mean I like they and they have uh, they have what's their face that everybody loves uh from Paramore um oh I I don't know that uh Haley Williams everybody loves Haley Williams oh um, I've heard her name before yeah yeah. You you have you know Haley Williams yeah. so I, I don't know I mean listen to LB three because I think that you might you might actually really dig it it it, it definitely yeah. leans more post rock than um, okay well good yeah I like I like that because one of the things I was like confused about when I started listening to LP one I was like okay it's an it's an emo math rock band yeah an emo math how does that work those two seem like opposing forces to me <laughs> and like American football is more emo than math rock LP one I mean yes but LP two is like exactly in the middle yes. and that makes it generic see it's, for me it's the perfect synthesis and that's the difference ah. for, for me it's like it's just enough pop that it's more fun to listen to but it's still enough math rock that i still dig it whereas lp3 yeah. it starts to lean a little bit too far you know what lp3 reminds me of it reminds me of mogwai a little bit not and i love mogwai but like it's 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 getting away from it's getting too far past math rock and it's getting into post rock and that's not mm. what I come to American football for. It's good if I just think of it as like it's Mogwai with lyrics, but like yeah, the lyrics also do throw me off. I like their songs with the least amount of lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I always forget that. For me, like lyrics are like as you know, I, I latch onto yeah. lyrics much more than anything else. So LP two is much more lyric heavy, whereas LP one is definitely much more like music yes. heavy. So yeah. 
Sometimes I forget what your music tastes are, Stephen. That's just really yeah, what it that's comes fine. To no, it's just I like I like doing I like getting exposed to stuff that I might not like originally. It helps widen my appreciation for other stuff. Me so. too, because it's like you 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 recommend a bunch of especially I mean recently you've recommended a ton of electronic albums that I never would have been exposed to. Yeah. So well, great. Yeah, and I never would have listened to American football and realized that they're like a huge part of my like music history. And that's that's another thing that I and so I'm going to recommend at some point another band to you um called uh, This Town Needs Guns, which has a similar progression of like the first album is super math rocky and the second album is much more poppy um but different because overall This Town Needs Guns is like a million times more math rocky than anything that American football does. Hell but yeah. I, I but love, I, yeah. But I still think you'll I still think you might like one of the albums. So we'll see what happens. But I mean uh, I love math rock. Do you? Okay. Yeah. Because you've you heard of giraffes giraffes? Yeah, you told me about giraffes giraffes. Oh, okay. Well, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, yeah, because I mean, they, because it's not lyrical. It's it's just straight ahead math yes, rock. Yes, exactly. <laughs> But I like uh, I like at the drive-in and they're super lyrical heavy. It's just that their lyrics to me meld with the music, so I don't have to listen to the words. It's just like another instrument. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and actually, I mean that makes me think that you'll probably like animals more than you'll like the other one that I'm going to recommend, which I can't decide between the two. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> interesting. Oh man, this was a good one. Jesus Christ, yeah, holy shit! Great. We're like way over two hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, just cut, cut, cut. You know, I sometimes I I, I know what I'm gonna cut. Like I listen, like I as I'm thinking about like as we're talking, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. cut that. I'm gonna this one. You know what? This this might just be a long fucking podcast. Because, uh, oh, yeah. This was this was just, this was just this was just hit after hit, and then I'm gonna say that, and this is gonna be like our lowest rated podcast ever. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fine. Hey, just fuck the haters. Fuck the haters. That's right. We 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 do this for ourselves, not for you. Yeah. You yeah. bitches but please like and subscribe <laughs> yeah please please give us money <laughs> excellent so uh i mean what are we gonna do next time uh another music podcast i could do another music podcast yeah I, i'd be down I'd be, i'm ready hell yeah all right man this was excellent let's yeah. uh let's do this let's again stop next the time. recording yes yeah let's, let's yeah. stop the recording <laughs> stop yeah. the this presses stop them yeah. now wait okay wait 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 stop. wait 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 oh. wait Shut it down! Shut, Shut it, it down, down forever! <laughs> okay. <laughs>